Welcome back to Barely D&D, your Sword of Dungeons and Dragons podcast. My name is Zach, and I'm the resident DM for your excellent D&D channel. And on today's episode of the Accidental Adventures, we will be getting into episode 77, The Old Man in the Sea. Before I can get into today's intriguing episode, I need to recap last week's episode, episode 76, A Light in the Dark. The fungi's voyage westward to the far nation of Zedge continued, filled with much of their usual accompaniment of sailing activities and boisterous camaraderie. Tello and Greta exchanged a meaningful discussion of their concurrent personal recoveries, Rowena honed her musical craft, and the crew of the poor bet even enjoyed the natural wonder of an oceanic feeding frenzy, a bait ball attended by wondrous species of the Zeal Ocean in a flurry of life and action. The adventuring vessel eventually stumbled upon an unlikely sight, the shifting light of Tower, revealing a lighthouse on a smattering of rock in the middle of the seemingly infinite waters. With curiosity, the travelers investigated the strange isle, finding it attended by the odd guard of two elderly men. When invited into their humble home for a moment of respite, the reduced party spent a quiet evening of discussion and dancing, with the lonely fellows as a gift of liveliness and an early celebration of the Days of Union holiday. Soft rain now lulls the returned group to sleep aboard their obtuse ship, and many of the vessel's members muse about the strange lighthouse and the apparently magical lock upon its front door as they fall asleep after the jovial evening awaiting a day of possible exploration into its intrigue. With no further fare, let's get into today's excellent episode. Welcome back to Barely D&D. This is your Sword of and Dungeons and Dragons podcast. We are coming back with uh, episode 77 on 7, 7, <laughs> July, 7, and I am not in. He- I am not in the room. That's true. She's Craig. not in any room. I am not in the room. That's true. Mike is remote. Jackie's remote. Landon's so remote. He's not even here. Um, <laughs> at, Jackie, are you just is sitting there remote. recording us? No, I'm trying to take a picture for our Instagram. <laughs> oh, all right. Don't. All right. Okay. I love it. Anyway, <laughs> just live in the middle of. Anyway. Um, hey, go follow us on Instagram if you're <laughs> listening, please. You guys don't realize I do this like every session. It's just Zach finally noticed. <laughs> You've been doing this every session? Oh, I do it a lot. I just take a little, a little screenshot. You got him with a surprise. It's just for the story. You got him. That's crazy. And I'm like, hey, we're recording. Anyway, welcome back to Barely D&D. Um, as McGillicuddy said, we're doing episode 77 today, which is wild. That's crazy, guys. 77 episodes. We are 23 episodes away from triple digits. Ah! Well, 22 episodes away from triple That's digits. That's a lot of digits. That's crazy. Guys, we're going to be at episode 100 soon. I don't know. If I like Is there like a... Do you have something I do big like planned? I for, figured it out. I do like that. For episode let's 100? Let's see if I have something big planned. Let's let's see. Let's look. Do you have something big planned for us tonight? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> I have something very big planned for episode 100, actually. That's scary. Assuming, assuming that things stay on track, because sometimes they shift, but assuming yeah. that things stay on track. Yes. Episode 100 should be huge. Cool. But Episode 100 should be one of the most important in the campaign. But um, <clears throat> that's, a little, that's a little snake peek, a little teaser trailer there, listener. But um, episode 77, we are going to have a good one tonight, let me tell you. <laughs> um, the date. It, oh, wait. We, let it her. Let it her questions. Oh, yeah. Does anyone have a let it her? Because I think I thought of one. I don't. I don't. Okay. Micah looks like she's not quite sure where she is. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, but she has one. Would it be? What wait, say, say it again. If your character was a no, ah! what? No, I'm All not right, doing Jackie, that. Jackie, any ideas? I'm not doing it. That's my. That's pretty funny. Roe is not a poop. Zach right. was like, 
Zach was like, dang it, that was my answer. <laughs> I, okay, tell me this is a bad one. But what is, what if yeah. the letter was, what was the inspiration for your character? Oh, yeah, I like that. Okay. Oh, my God. What was God. the inspiration? Yeah. Before we get uh, Begonkin, uh, who do you guys want the DMNPC, the uh, Diminibuka, to be? Madame score. No, 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 no. Because that's, I, I want uh, someone who's more personable to us. Ah, uh, speak for uh, yourself. Okay, everybody can vote. Madame so scores. Abby votes Madame uh, score. Them then. McGillicuddy? Okay. I, I want to say um, it's all three, three different, different votes. Excellent. Um, so we can vote, but you can't vote for your own character. Here's what's going to happen. Oh, that's a great idea. Everybody vote, but you can't vote for your own character. You what? have to vote for something someone else. What said. if we still vote for different ones? This is so silly. We'll figure it out. All right. So. Micah, who's yours? I'm going to say, I'm going to say Madam score. Okay. Uh, who's your vote other than Madame Score? Can I vote for Madame Score? Can uh, I no, vote for my No, you just said vote. you can't you cannot cross vote the rule for you her. just made. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You're so <laughs> ridiculous. Who's your vote other than Madame Score? Demnin. All right, Jackie. Mine was going to be for Goober. <laughs> I told Great. you this Great. wouldn't work. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. How you just Everybody choose out of those three, Everybody Zach? raise your hands up in front of your cameras. You are oh going to play rock, God. paper, scissors with each other. Okay, on shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. You are actually <laughs> kidding me. It was literally rock, paper, scissors. Okay, everybody go again. Okay, ready? No, no, guys, stop. On the same count. All right, ready? The listeners three, probably hate this. They two, can't see anything. One, rock, paper, scissors. Okay, so Abby, you get to pick. Madame Me Score. Okay, Madame Me Score. Wow, that was that was really roundabout. Um, <laughs> that was so funny. I forgot to change it. I yeah, I saw that, Micah. Which is very Craig. Um, okay, so that's Madame Score. Let's start with um, let's start with uh, Rowena because why do we always Jackie's start frequently with me? Ready to yeah. Well, everyone else is always like ah no not me. So we always start with you. Okay, fine. Um, okay, well, what I was the inspiration a, for Roe? Well, it's a double-sided answer because Roe came... Roe was birthed from Ravina, literally, and physically. Oh, <laughs> Why did you say it like that? Um, but, so, I would say the inspiration for Roe was, I guess, a little bit Ravina. The name was inspired by Rowena, the greatest witch of all time in Supernatural. Oh, um, cool. But Ravina, Ravina, I'm going to give an answer for Ravina because I think that one's kind of interesting. Cause that's, that's what I thought you were going to say when you went Ravina, but Ravina. Yeah. So, because Ro was, I don't know, Ro's kind of like myself too, but Ravina was inspired. She was just going to be a one shot character, and I had been playing a lot of Fortnite. And there's a character, my skin, that I wore in Fortnite. Her name was Ravina. Um, and she had bright green skin, purple eyes, and purple horn. She was basically like a... Well, no, she didn't have purple yeah, eyes. That's cool. She didn't have purple eyes. I'm sorry. She had purple clothing. It was like purple leather stuff on yeah, her. It's, it's and then she that. had okay. bright purple horns is what it was. So she looked kind of like a tiefling. And I was like, Ravina's a cool, cool name. And I like the green skin thing. And so I was like... It was my first time playing D&D. &D, and so I was like... 
that's a cool inspiration. And so that's what I ran with. And I gave her bright purple eyes. And Zach was like, a halfling with bright purple eyes. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's go. Sure. <laughs> well, it was your first time. I wasn't going to yeah. make it difficult. But now it's canonical. <laughs> and now it's canon. Um, McGillicuddy, what was the inspiration for uh, Kriag? Well, Craig actually started out as a joke. That's very true. I tried, I like, I tried to think of maybe like a funny plot, like a funny story, and I, and it, I mean, it's not funny if you're thinking seriously, but I was like, oh, <laughs> what if it's if uh, like, it's not dwarf. funny if you're being serious. No, <laughs> it's, it's like a serious thing, but like, it was supposed to be a well, joke because I, I, I wasn't. Really I was serious. very much like, show up with whatever you want. And then you picked that, and then I was like, "Okay, now you have to be serious about it." You're like, "What?" You mean the joke that is actually a serious? So was there thing was there any particular inspiration, or were you just like, "That would be dumb"? Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that would be dumb." Like that would be a reason why he left his house, and like you know why he like left home. Um, you ask yourself, why would he need really to get out? That, like, yeah, like why would he leave? Okay. It was kind of a question of like, why would he be in this place uh, with these people? And that was the best answer that I could come up with. Um, so then I was thinking like, well, I could just make him like a big jerk. Because then like that would be fun to play. And it also puts me in a place where I have to be someone else who isn't myself. And I didn't realize how hard that would be. But now I really, I love Craig. And, like, I also think it helped you. Really That's a smart decision. I think it got you really into role play. It's also crazy yeah. to look back so. and remember that Craig used to be a jerk. Yeah, he really did. He's not anymore. So did Greta. If you, like, it makes me cringe to listen to the early episodes. <laughs> but that's development. I don't yeah. feel like they were as bad as Bleaker? y'all make them out to be. Because I remember listening to him, and I don't remember thinking no, anybody Craig, was Craig a jerk. Was pretty bad. Craig was pretty. Uh, Craig was pretty mean to everyone. In a funny way, though. <laughs> was that like, it was, was great funny. recording. It even? was awesome. No. No. He if you go back and listen to episodes like one through five, Craig's rude to everyone yeah, all the time. But it's, but it's so hilarious. Funny. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. Is great. I think it's a great way to start the podcast, and it was good character growth. Anyway, um, Abliga, what was the inspiration for Griba? Um, once upon a time, I was writing a novel, and there was a character named Greta in my novel, and obviously they're very different now. But pretty much, Greta in my novel is like. Oh, old lady, she's a witch. She has she owns a plant shop and there's tons of bugs and there's there's like it's it's like a it's like a witch doctor plant shop. Dang, that's sick. And she's very nice. Um and nice. she doesn't have nearly as much of the trauma as Greta does. But yeah, <laughs> like and just an old lady um with like pretty much the exact same aesthetic and I was like <laughs> I love this character. I think maybe at the time, because it was just like a one-time thing. Um, I was like, because I first played Greta in like a one-shot that we did before we even started the campaign. And I was like, it'll help me get into the character more. And now they're completely different characters. But it definitely helped me get into the aesthetic. So It's crazy how violent you guys were in that first one-shot. What was that, Micah? I remember like sitting with you, Abby, and like talking about our characters with each other. And it is, it's insane seeing how, like, how much Greta like, has changed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's pretty oh. cool. It's, no, she what really about- has, she changed a ton. You remember when she used to have a class? So anyway, <laughs> uh, the. <laughs> well, good one. Good one. That was so good. Um, Madame Yeskar. Uh, you know, 
I want to have a really cool answer. It's not that it's not a cool answer. I'll be honest. Matt Mercer did a really cool NPC, and I was like, I want to do that NPC. <laughs> and in Campaign 2 of Critical Role, there's this hag who comes up, um, Lady Asharnai, and she's just supremely creepy. And, oh, Matt did such a good job making her creepy. And I looked at that character, and, and when I was listening to that part of the campaign, I was beginning to design uh, Unsun. And so I was like, what would it mean for that character to exist in Yampin, but to be a part of society? So to not live somewhere in the fringes, you know, like what would it mean for that character to exist? But basically for no one in, for like people at large to not be like, there's a hag, go burn her. But instead to be like, yeah, that's just the lady on the street. And so I, I kind of spent a lot of time thinking about uh, like, how do you, how do you put those? <laughs> you cannot make that face happy. How do you put those two together? How do you, <clears throat> How do you she make a hag chilling. who can blend in until she doesn't? And That's a really cool concept. Yeah. She's still one yeah. of my favorite NPCs. I love her. Hey, Zach. Yeah, you got to go potty? Quick, no, quick thing. We should, like, because I, I didn't even think about that. We should totally do, like, a like a third watch or something on all of the characters that we like and their backstories. Oh, yeah. Not backstories, but how they were created. That would be cool. That's like a good idea. Like a special, like yeah. Like not a third one. Yeah, like a like a barely explained or something. Dang, yeah. that's a really good idea. Uh, sorry, Mike. I don't mean to make it sound like, wow, Mike, I had a good idea. I just mean like, that's a great idea. I had not thought of that. That's really good. I like that a lot. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It was raining last time. Oh, boy. Is it raining where you are? Roll for an no. issue. The only thing I can ah! uh, no, I'm joking. Sorry. That was loud. <laughs> Roll for initiative. Two old men come out. <laughs> it's it's just a really short fight. <laughs> um, Trying like sucker punches them. <laughs> uh, Daniel's uh, what was what was uh, uh, Ranzarin comes back out and he's just like you forgot your and then Craig's just like bam. <laughs> um, so to uh, reiterate the scene, um, fun guys. Sans, uh, Boz, who is still very gone. Also, for a quick update, Boz has been gone for 16 days. Um, Thanks. Yeah, so that's been that's been a hot sagoon. Um, and then Nom stayed on the ship. Um, Bill Free and Tello departed because the building was pretty crowded, and Plof also stayed on the ship. Um, you all and Spagoober have headed back to the ship, having kind of said goodnight to um, uh, Randerin and Alec. And uh, it's like kind of getting into evening, and it's not—it's not like a like an intense rainstorm, but there is some thunder, and uh, some rain is is very gently falling, but all around. And um, you guys are on that solitary, very harsh, rocky outcropping, a uh, little tiny island in the middle of the sea, and the the very simple lighthouse is behind you with a very simple house next to it, and um, the rocky island is all around, and you guys have just left the home, and. Uh, because you guys said there wasn't enough room to stay in the house, and you declined the offer to sleep there. What's the name of the episode? Yes. This is... <laughs> it's okay, guys. We've only been doing this for almost two years. Uh, for my <laughs> no-teamers, this is episode 77. Thank you, Jackie. Oh, my goodness. What? What's a day? I have to say the name of the episode first. I know. Um, <laughs> the name of the episode is The Old Man and the Sea. Nice. Nice. I knew you'd like that. Very I knew nice. you'd like that. 
Dude, 10 points to the DM. Have you seen uh, Muppets from Space? Abby? No. Okay, I've well, never first seen all, a Muppets movie. Well, I haven't. It was really scary. <gasps> my heart! <laughs> Which, what? Really Which one? Scary. It was one with Elmo, and he fell through like a trash can, and it was really scary for me when I was a kid. That's not the Muppets. But, um, uh, we, first of all, listener, you should listen to Muppets from Space, but there's a scene where all the rats turn to each other and go, nice, nice. And then you think of that. Anyway, we're going to get back to nice, stay focused. Nice. So The Old Man in the Sea, episode 77. It's a level nine adventure. The date is Bjalskond 21. And it is 6.15. Pum. 21. 21. That's from SpongeBob, right? No. I'm walking. Is it still? Well, did you say it's still raining in, on us? And that's just what they'll do. <laughs> yes, it is raining. Okay, one of these. I'm, I'm walking slowly. I'm enjoying the rain. And it is. It's very pleasant. So you guys, um, you guys are. The surface of the island is uneven, and um, is there the sky. Like a path? Sorry. Is there like a path? Sort of. And who of you is any? Are any of you all proficient in survival? No. But I am in nature. Does nature count? So to all three of you? No? Okay. No. There's not a clear path. If <laughs> we're maybe one of you all very familiar with finding roots and landscapes, you might be able to see like where a vague path has been sort of worn along the stone and some stones have been displaced, but for the most part, the like sort of broken, fractious surface of the aisle is is so desultory, so uneven that it really um, you you can't make out a clear path. I mean, there there is a direction toward the docks, um, uh, however many hundred of feet from from the place where the buildings are in the center of the, of the very small aisle. But it's not it, there's it's not very clear. The whole island, the the lighthouse and its conjoining building are very out of place. The island really just looks like a rock, a big rock in the middle of the ocean, and um, the rain is. A soft whitish gray that just hazes the horizon and the clouds overhead are giving that effect where like everything's getting darker sooner than it actually does because mm. the sun the sun is um, obfuscated above and uh, the the clouds are there are many dark gray clouds but they are interspersed by lighter thinner whiter clouds um, and so like the sun is sun is being constantly intonated above and as the clouds shift you almost kind of get some sunlight peeking through but it's it's mainly just very dark and dreary, and the ocean is um, not tumultuous. It's just lapping endlessly. Um, but it's also that because the island is so on its own, it's not like the waves are like calming down as they get to shore. Like the whole, it very much looks. The topography of the ocean is very much just being in the middle of the Ezeal, which you very much are. You all are two thirds into your journey, and you're just walking back to your vessel. It's uh, the rain is cool, but not outright cold, and it's it's pretty pleasantly warm. It's like a. It's like, like mid sixties, maybe high sixties, and only only because of the rain. It was like kind of seventies before. Mm. Craig, aren't you like looking at magic stuff? That's what you were doing when you so ended. When we left off last yeah. time, uh, ha- while you guys were in the house, Craig, you used your magic awareness to reach out, and you realized that there was a magical lock on the lighthouse and some sort of vague sense of magic below. Um, but that hadn't that hadn't been brought up since yeah. you sensed that in the house, and you proceeded to have a series of conversations. And you guys have let now left now to partner for the evening. Clarify uh, the magic that was below. Was it below the house, or was it below? It was there was enough ground in between you that it was a little hard to place, but it felt like it was generally in the direction of like somewhere below the lighthouse. 
Where is the lighthouse in relation to where we are? Um, you guys have walked maybe 50 or 60 feet away from the home uh, of uh, Edelbor, uh, Alec, and um, it's just directly conjoining next to it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, they, they are literally conjoined structures. Okay. Conjoined You didn't twins? see a portal between... <laughs> is there Jeez. like a door? You didn't see a portal between them, but uh, they are like built into each other and connected by a wall. Um, I'm gonna relay. I'm just gonna speak now. Okay, <laughs> guys. I think. <laughs> hey, uh, so I I'm kind of sensing that there's something a little, a little different about that lighthouse. I don't think it's a regular lighthouse. Um, do we do we want to go? I feel like it's a little bit magical. Like I can kind of see some stuff. Do we want to go check it out now, or do we want to wait till tomorrow? I feel like we should. You think the lighthouse is magical? In what way? So, well, I don't want to <laughs> brag, but <laughs> I've got I've got really good eyesight. Well, no, Craig, I, I, I know uh, you've you've done this before. You can you can sense magical things, but like, go ahead, go ahead, Craig. <laughs> Well, see, I, I'm seeing a little bit of a color, okay. which tells me. <laughs> also, there's something. Craig, just for the record, that effect has been gone for like two hours. Wait, what? You just you what? sensed something magic like two hours ago while you guys were in the house before spending like half the evening with Alec. And, I thought um, he did it as we uh, were leaving. Did she, do I DM for this campaign? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I will shut I, like, up. <laughs> no, Jackie, because here's the thing. Nine times out of ten, you're right. Like, am I wrong again? Okay, I could I have I don't know. Sworn. I could be wrong. I could, I could have be sworn wrong. that while you guys were in the house, Craig set off the sense. Like, before even really talking to the old guys. Maybe so. And then you all picked up that somewhere outside the lock was magical. But also... You know what? Odds are evens, because I don't remember. I'm <laughs> well, such a good DM. Uh, blah, 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 Micah, do you remember? Was Were you falling asleep at I, the end? Yes, I, I think Micah was unconscious. Okay, so maybe Micah, it wasn't. Maybe it was at the evens. beginning. That's true. That makes sense. Yeah. Odds are evens. I'm, I'm going to say odds. Okay, it was That's, while you guys were in the house. So the, okay. the effect is gone. You just know that you smelled something kind of magic-y, wagic-y. Smelled? Bagagic-y off of the front of the door. I'm gonna say that because now that we're outside, that's why Craig is bringing it up. Okay. So you guys are outside and you are talking about the lock. I'm gonna say good um, DMing, okay. Zach. Craig. Sorry. I I definitely no, want to sorry. check that out, but I feel like we should wait until the daytime, just because I think it. Well. Yeah, but they're asleep. I don't know, we right should. Well, didn't, weren't they going to sleep? So, well, what if they wake up and they're like, what are you guys doing in my lighthouse? Yeah, but they're more likely to notice us. It's the perfect time to go. But they can probably... The I, I feel like I feel like we could just... They could just give us a tour. Oh, like we could just ask? Yeah, that might be... That might be a good idea, Greta. <laughs> <laughs> and then if not, we can sneak around. Tello, and what also, it's like tello, raining. Did Tello... Is Tello with us? I cannot remember. And uh, Ro turns and talks <laughs> to the space where Tello hasn't been for a couple hours. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little sleepy. <laughs> Tello's not here. I was going to ask he's Tello. Just so yeah, he's just so sneaky. Tello's sneaky. He's so sneaky. Tello's sneaky. He could go check it out for us. And I'm kind of sneaky. Tello, I'm getting sneaky. Tello, are you here? 
Are you, you telling? Are you talking so you in the Sydney stone? <laughs> slowly getting wetter and wetter, about fifty feet away oh, from the Ro house, one hundred fifty feet from the boat. Ro is whistling in between every word, and she's not getting. She's wicking the wetness off herself every five seconds. So Ro's talking, whistling, (laughs) talking, whistling, talking, whistling, and uh, the water is just soaking her, and then and soaking her, and then it's it's a crazy sight, and um, uh, and you guys are still like 150, or actually I guess you're 250 feet from the boat, and. uh, which is just the poor bed is just bobbing up and down next to the dock. I think then, we should come back later. That's my vote. Yeah, let's, but again, let's go ahead and go to the I'm boat. I'm not your mom, so I turn around and walk towards the boat. Yeah, Actually, I'll just, yeah, let's go to the boat. Let me. What does the lighthouse look like? Absolutely, my friend. Let me scroll back up. <laughs> All of a sudden, um, the lighthouse talks. <laughs> the, li- the lighthouse turns. Absolutely, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> It's me, Zorgrim. I've always been a lighthouse. (laughs) The lighthouse rips out of the ground. I will destroy all. Um, The skies will burn. Craig, you were Uh, super right about that magic. Watch you do it. So can a lighthouse. The lighthouse is simple. It's, um, it, it, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me put my description here. Um, so it's, it's the same cobblestone as the building next to it. Um, it is, and it is very much patchwork cobblestone. It is really like configured cobblestone that like lays upon each other and not in a particularly smooth or well-matched way either. Do you know, have you guys seen uh, episode seven of Star Wars? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. bro. Which one is that? So do you, I think it's The Force Awakens. You remember how they go find Luke on that little island with the like puffin alien thing? Yes. Do you know the little huts those um, priestess ladies have? So it is is that (laughs) level of like incongruent uneven stone um it i mean they really do just lay on top of each other and then someone has poured mortar in between but it's not smoothed it's not matched um and uh, there's all sorts of sections where like stones stick out it goes up to about not quite 30 feet tall which is an impressively tall structure but you know it doesn't tower over the landscape and um uh and there there is like at the top there is sort of like four pillars uh in vaguely each cardinal direction um, and then like a sort of uh, semicircular roof above that uh, with um, sort of heavy laden uh, oak shingles sort of nailed into each other and unevenly some missing and there is just a metal disc a large a large metal disc um, with at this angle you can't really see anything more than just kind of the top of it and it must be on some sort of a rotating structure that can turn and project light somehow and at the bottom of the lighthouse um, which even sits itself very slightly askew it looks like it's ever so faintly leaning kind of in northern direction um, there is another there's an oak door um, but interestingly where the oak door on the home is not perfectly flush um, this one it really does perfectly match um, the stone archway in which it sits, which has like the loosest keystone archway structure to support it in place. And on the door, um, there's this handle, just this simple pull handle, and um, there's a metal latch through which that runs, and a, this weirdly out of place, very like four inch across lock. It's like kind of a rusted iron with a very large keyhole in the front. It's got um, a flat top that goes into a semicircular base, and it's just really heavy and rusted by rain. Um, Does it look like it's still functional? Do you want to go, like, check it out? No. From this distance, it looks like a rusted iron lock. Okay. It's dark black. But if you went closer, you could probably investigate it and see. I'm going to check it out tomorrow. Greta's pretty sleepy. Okay. I'm going to keep filling in the people. 
um, about the magic thing. It's not... Okay, so, just... Go ahead. Sorry. Just for specifics, you guys. Because I think communication's really important for a group to be on the same page. Um, so, what I see, or what, what I saw, uh, was that the log was colorful, and... <laughs> and the, uh... And then, like, below it... <laughs> Below it was colorful. Craig, what color and was it? What colors were they? Yeah. Oh, I saw some blue. Yeah. Wait, like, when, what color? Wasn't it like we so color Craig, had like? Thinking back to being inside the house where you couldn't see um, the objects outside of the house, you don't. You didn't see anything, but you sensed a magical sensation. Oh crap! Now, if you wanted to lie, you could totally make up colors. <laughs> No, I misunderstood it. It's okay. Wait. It's okay. Have you, have you, Micah, have you seen Daredevil? No. Okay. You basically sonared. <laughs> you are a and bat. And you got, you got a ping outside of the building so you know <laughs> you there's something ping. on the lock. You have not seen it. Do not know what. I think I got my. I think I got this feature mixed up with another one. I don't even think I have it, but isn't Detect there a feature magic, where, yeah. like, someone can... And you well, see the you colors. Might, you might be able to. I don't know. Let me look it up real quick as you continue to describe. You but can. To solidify, you have I think not it was seen... because you were inside that you could Yeah, it just... You were just aware of it. Because you have before where you've done that, and you've seen all the different colors on us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But because you were indoors, you couldn't see what it was. I can sense the school of magic it belongs to. Does it say censored? You have to see. Um. Oh crap! See, this is my writing. This isn't. No. Oh my goodness. Paint me red and call me Billy. You're right. <laughs> what? You what are right, McGillicuddy. I'm wrong. I am wrong. You can just sense the school of magic. So That's you don't see colors, but you just know. Snap. Dang, McGillicuddy, just Let's dunk go on me then. Craig. Craigin it. Okay. I just I just want to point out that Micah, you knew your feature and I didn't, and then we tried to gaslight you, but you were right. I still lied about the color thing. I think I'm gonna oh, stick with no. that. I'm gonna say that Craig is still. I love Craig so much. He wants to seem more special. Wait, so what? Okay, so okay. Craig, you can you can describe. I'm going to look up the schools of magic and their correlating. Well, no, you don't need to know the colors. So I'll just tell you. You sensed that it was abjuration, Craig, which is like protective magic. But from there. You can you can describe as you like what color you want to say that you sensed. That's so funny. Is it, uh, I'm gonna say that Craig. So Craig like pulls up his hand and like puts his like middle finger to his temple and he's like, hmm, and and he's like, ah, yes, the lock. So the lock is magical and the color is green. DM. I thought yeah. you just said blue, Craig. No, 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 the, the other one was blue. This one's green. Do you know what school of magic? So wait, 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 DM, DM, DM. Check. No, 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 no. <laughs> wait, sorry, sorry. It is a protective, and like as he's doing this, his hands are like being animated and like magical. Ro, and, make like, an insight check. Craig, make a deception check. Greta, can I make, make an arcana a, check an arcana to remember check. what yes. green yeah. is? And I, w I, would, I would have you not make this, Abby, because... You're, you're Greta, you are not proficient in Arcana, but you have the spell Detect Magic. So, like, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to. 
Got a ten. <sighs> True. You got a ten, Craig. Got a 10. I also got a ten. Oh, what does that mean? My goodness. <laughs> what is this? Wow, mean? Ro, you've really underestimated Craig's ability. Wait, how does that work if we both rolled the same? I'm just curious, like from uh, a from a like a technical standpoint. I don't remember, and okay. it's funnier if Craig wins. Okay. So, because uh, <laughs> technically, technically, if you meet a DC, or if you meet an AC, you beat it. Yeah. However, you guys have both met each other, so I could make you roll again, or I could look it up. But it's way funnier if Craig's right. So, wow, Ro, you really kind of took for granted Craig's ability to sense and perceive things, which is incredible, Ro. That you're Craig, that you just successfully deceived Ro. Um, I got a 12 on my Arcana check. Okay. Do I know what green color is? Uh, yes. Necromancy. That's not good. Craig, you do, said green? Do I know what green is, too? I'm proficient uh, in You can arcana. make an Arcana check okay. if you want. I want to. Yeah, that's a dirty 20. Whoa. I mean, yeah. So, Craig, you said green? Color? Color is green. And I can Yee. tell this is a lock. Since this is a lock, I can feel. Well, I, I can feel that it's protected. I feel that this lock, this magic, is just like very protective of what it is. What Mike it is, is withholding so from us. Greta, you know? Craig, Greta, why would? Why in the world would a lock be enchanted with like necromancy? I also just want to reiterate that is I like. This is never... My descriptions are never, like, advice on what you guys need to do just for setting the scene. I want to reiterate <laughs> We're standing that, in the rain. Like, Greta yeah. and Craig, it's not raining hard, but they have slowly become soaked. <laughs> so they are now soaked through while Ro is constantly drying herself as you guys are having this conversation. It's very funny. Um, hey, Siri, what's the definition of necromancy? Ah! <laughs> you can just ask ah! my God. Ah! But Never that was so much funnier. <laughs> Playing D&D &D <laughs> for two guacamole. years. I love... My what I love is I feel like Craig would be like looking trying to look up in his diary what necromancy is like he wrote it down like it's the equivalent <laughs> so like he wrote funny. it down at one point and he's like he flipping have through his diary. Um, Mike and necromancy is like death magic. It's like yeah. reviving people. No, I knew that. Kind so of well, actually. Oh my bad, my bad. I'm not Sorry underestimating. <laughs> so the conversation yeah, continues. and the one. Wait, and the one below, like. Uh, the the color and the magic that was below the lighthouse is blue. DM, can I roll for blue? Yes. Yeah, what kind You've of already passed. Both of you okay. guys, abjuration, protective magic. Okay. Okay. So the well, that 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 would make sense. I feel like. I mean, like. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess. I don't know. That's kind of weird, wait, Zach, though. What is the? Wait, Zach. What is? Because I would know the school of magic, but like, what what is the school of magic? Of it that was one? it was so separated by like like basically it was on the fringes of your senses you just sensed some magic it was kind of outside of the parameters of the spell but whatever the sensation is there's enough of it that you kind of got like the tingle of it so you, you didn't get anything specific but there's just something the tingling. The tingling. and because it was a light a lighter blue it tells me that it was just a little too far away all right fine um, take your inspiration I Michael. Fully, fully understand. i don't think that's so how never mind you um, me. Hey, hey, just because y'all know magical stuff. No, I know stuff, you know magic, doesn't mean that I wouldn't know my own magical yeah. stuff. I am just like I, you guys. I, I believe you, unfortunately. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, I think we I'm should start go walking. to the boat. I start, yeah. yeah, I start walking. And there at this point, I go walking very wet steps. It's just like... Yeah. 
across the rock. And as you guys walk in the direction. <laughs> um, Did you say Cheez-Its? Yeah, that's all I said. Anyway, what were you saying, Zach? Michael, look, it's D&D. Um, so as you guys, uh, as, the, as the trio walks toward the ship, um, Ro, if I remember correctly, had you cast Lehman's Tiny Hut on the ship? Yes. It is not concentration, correct? I think it is. No, it's not. Let's look it up. Let's, it's not. Let's flip some paper. Do you have to remain inside of the hut for it to remain up? Um, I think so. We have been loose on that before. Um, but well, I, that's true. We have yeah. been. You know what? That's true. Um, I'm not saying it can't change. I'm just letting you no, know. No, it doesn't. No, hold on, hold on. I do not see. Hold on. And objects within the dome when you cast a spell can move through the fruit. All creatures. Hmm. No. No, you're good. Okay. Gooder than a pud did, Jed. So, um, that was the sound of someone closing a book. Wasn't that satisfying? That was a, that, I, that was a surprising sound. Well, I cast surprising sound. So Whoa. the dome is. <laughs> That's prestidigitation. <laughs> uh, the dome is. I'm so going to name an enemy prestidigitation. The dome is up. And um, uh, it's just opaque and gently purple, and uh, rain is scattering and streaking off of it, and the poor bed is uh, sort of bouncing up and down. It's not by the dock. It's tied off, but it's being moved back and forth by the waves, and it's occasionally just sort of like gently like boom, mm -hmm. up against the dock, and uh, it's being pushed back and forth. So you guys can get up onto it. It's just a little uneven. And are you guys like trying to go back down below? Yeah. Well, I'm going to find Tello. At the moment, no one. Then I go below deck. Okay. So you guys, uh, you sort of, it's awkward. You have to get like one leg up onto the boat to stabilize and wait till it gets close. They have to hop on really fast and there's some stumbling um, from the less gracious of you all. But you get onto the ship, you walk into the um, into the, the tiny hut. Everything is suddenly 65 and um, like perfect, or 75. I don't know, whatever the ideal temperature is. And um, the rain like streaks off of the edges like glass and uh, you guys open up the portal to the lower deck. And as you guys uh, each one by one go down the ladder, um, inside the sconces are lit within the uh, within the lower bed. And in fact, the one uh, to the furthest right is unlit, and Billfree is in the process of unscrewing the bottom of the sconce, um, uh, refilling it with oil, ah. and uh, getting it ready to, you know, inserting a new wick and getting it ready to light again. And um, you guys go down there, and everyone is there. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the Crook of the Mad Prince is sat in the bottom of the deck. Um, Plenty of the bunks are open, but Spagoober is like leaning back against a wall, flipping through one of his books. Um, Tello is. Uh, what is Tello doing? You know what? Tello is laying down on his back, and he's got his legs up on the wall, <laughs> and he's just. He's got like a little kind of rock, and he's throwing it up and catching it. And um, Nan, her legs are hanging out of the edge of her hammock, and she's just kind of sitting up out of the edge, like swinging back and forth with the motion of the boat, like, like a swing set. And um, she's just sitting there, like, whittling a piece of wood that Billfree's probably given her. And Billfree's, like, reasserting the bottom of the sconce. And then uh, Ploff is just, uh, she's just doing really slow dips on the back of one of the, like, low levels of the boat. And she looks jacked. Noise. I have a question. Um, is the rock that Tello is throwing up, um, up and down, like, <laughs> <laughs> <How about> <laughs> <laughs> 
Has that been a rock in, that has been in Craig's mouth? What? What? Wait, what? <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Whoa. Craig, whoa, whoa, what do whoa. you think? Whoa. Well, the sending whoa. stone has been in Craig's mouth. It I is not a stone yet. that has pre... No, you... Not the dungeon... Ma no, it's not. <laughs> it is a rock Tello have found master. on the island. And you have not yet put all the rocks on the island in your mouth. Micah was like, no, every rock in Yalavrin has been put in Craig's mouth. Uh, <laughs> I am that rock. I'll tell you that. The rock man. We just haven't, we haven't been narrating it, but everywhere uh, Craig goes, he just picks up every rock. Blah, 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 blah. Gross. Every so often, as you guys are walking around, Craig just blah, and, and just throws Ro, up like a couple rocks. Then Ro comes up behind him and prestidigitates Craig. everything. <laughs> Oh my gosh. He's eyeing that okay. rock. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, have you so use weird. your inspiration, Micah. Oh my goodness. No, I, I already have it. <laughs> I know. Use it. Um, but because you would have gotten more. Anyway, you guys are down there. Anyways. <laughs> and everyone, like everyone just kind of nods and stuff because you go. Oh. So. There's... Sorry. Go ahead. What? what? No, go ahead. I, I have to conduct myself. <laughs> Uh, this is session two energy. <laughs> Tell who all went with us <laughs> oh to my the. Goodness. So no, I'm like Tello and Bill Frey and Spooky went with you guys. Yeah, but then yeah, when yeah. the building is okay, full, they right, went back right, to the ship. Right. Um. So. Yeah. So well, um, they're pretty much going to bed, and we don't really. I mean, all I guess we're doing is waiting out the storm now. Um. The two dudes seem seem interesting over there. I don't know what this accent Noms, is that I'm doing with Ro <laughs> today. Nom's it's like, disinterested. Um, Ploff just kind of shrugs and goes back to doing dips. Um, Billfrey nods nonchalantly. Tello just kind of listens and looks back to the rock, and Spoogoober goes, "Okay, I mean, that one dude could really dance, but he could. Yeah, it's just the. I mean, it seemed, I think we're just good. If we if we have the time, I'd like to stay till tomorrow so we can go look at the the lighthouse. Actually, it's probably not the bad idea if it's going to keep raining. Actually, Spagoober, yeah. hold on. I can. Uh huh. That's me. I can figure that out and row cast Druidcraft to see what the forecast is. Let's go. Let's uh, go. Uh, for DM what time? Boy uh, dance. <laughs> what? I am the weatherman. No time, and I know weather. What for? Yeah, what time period does that extend? Is it twenty-four hours or eight hours? I think it's twenty-four hours. Could you verify I that hope for it's me? Hours. You don't believe me? It's Rose is turning into a whole Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I am the party's Apple Slowly Watch. Slowly but surely becoming a widget. <laughs> wow, why did I hold the book this way? Also, just gives Dude me an excuse crap. to through my You create a but. tiny harmless sensory effect that predicts what the weather will be at your location for the next 24 hours. It will manifest as a golden globe for clear skies, a cloud for rain, falling snowflakes for snow, and so on. The effect persists for one round. You instantly... Yeah, 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 yeah. What does it look like as you cast Dreadcraft? I go... Uh, I don't know. I was going to think of a weather song, but I can't think of a weather song, so... <laughs> Uh, I so can I just, see clearly uh, now. Okay, sure, yeah. It goes... Dee -dee -dee -dee. Or, here comes the sun. Yeah, it's going to be one of um, those. So as you, and then it's as you pluck away on the... Purple and green. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going <clears> to <throat> say purple and green smoke floats around. The uh, uh, It's cool because if you could see closely, en closely enough, it would look like the ethereal lines are coming off of the like 
the tiny, like, tenth of a millimeter sized grooves in between the ridges of the cords on the lute. And so they just kind of, like, seep out, like, like smoke coming out of tiny, like, microscopic apertures in a substance. And as it just sort of, like, pours out of the lute, it um, wraps up your arm and around your hand, and it just sort of, like, condenses and pulls together into some dark clouds. And then, um, and then they kind of keep pulling together until they make, like, kind of like a, a semi-lit orb. So you, the bard, get the feeling that, or you, the half try get the feeling that it's like, it's going to rain, and then it's going to not rain. Okay, I just, I relay that. <laughs> I feel like everyone then, else uh, would see it, but like, maybe not. All four, all four of the NPCs just shrug and nod and use and go, well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Does anyone go, want to go investigate a lighthouse tomorrow? It'll be really interesting and engaging, and it won't be boring, like throwing a rock up in the air. Until it catches the rock, gives you a side eye and goes, are you trying to tell me my rock throwing is boring? <laughs> Do you have you any you idea how good I am at rock throwing? And he throws it straight up. Uh, could I? What's what's tell his uh, side of hand awesome. modifier? Well, he's really cool, so it gets a plus for that. <laughs> Is it a plus five? Uh, he gets a did plus. Did I say plus five? Probably pretty five. It's probably pretty high. Five. I haven't updated y'all's rolls in forever. I need to do that. Huh? What do you mean? You can do it. You can do it, Abuelita. You can do it. Flip through them you can papers. Do it, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when you call me Abuelita. <laughs> I think you you always find that. Hilarious. It's gonna crack me up forever. I really I just I want someone to edit a recording of Biggie saying, I like it when you call me Abuelita. I like with AI. <laughs> I bet you could do it with AI. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna assume it's five. Um so Tello like throws it all the way up to the ceiling. It kind of like grazes it, and then he doesn't even look, and he catches it in his left hand. He goes, "Because I'm pretty good at throwing rocks, Craig." I'm really good at investigating lighthouses. Do you want to come? Yeah, no, I'm really bards. We can do that. Are that we doing it right now? I don't care. Uh, I mean, it's the late. I'm going tomorrow. We could I'm go going now. Tomorrow. I'm bored right now. We could just do it it's now. It's bedtime. It's not bedtime. What time it's is like it, Row? 7 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all will understand when you're older, but at a certain time, it just, it's time to go to hey. bed. Don't pull the age card on this, okay? I will. I can do whatever time. I want to. I'm That's old. True. She can do whatever she wants to. She can do whatever she... That's the rules. Yeah, I just, checked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to okay. I'm going to sleep. She says it just we'll like the the Boppet guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh actually. Uh-huh. She walks towards her bunk and then she's like, "Huh." She has a thought. And then she walks <laughs> over to Spagoober and she's like, "Hey Spagoober." Hi, Grandma. Can I he look at the map? Sure. And he uh he uh closes the book and pads over to his spot, opens the trunks at the back, um, slides his book in. His his trunks are, they're, uh, his, like, the, the big chests in which he holds his items at the back of the ship are very well organized. Everything's, like, put into perfect squares. And he inserts the book under another, and then um, he lifts up kind of like a, 
as we described previously, um, Bilfrey has like made little slots in the chest for him where you can put items specifically. So there's this perfectly spaced group. Oh my goodness, that geode is gorgeous, Micah. Sorry, you held something shiny and then I got distracted. Um, uh, She's a real <laughs> it's life good to have uh, and there, there is this perfect section where, like, a number of scrolls are inlaid, and he pulls out one of the really large map scrolls and lays it out in front of you, and he goes, which one are you looking for, Greta? I was just looking. I'm kind of curious on, like, where this island is in relation to the rest of us. I don't know. So he pulls out the world map and sort of... And he lays it out in the middle of the ship, and out of idle boredom, half the crew gathers around and looks. So it's like it's just all... What, what's the total number of your crew, minus Boz? Because it's... Three or four of you guys, and then three, so seven. Seven, seven minus Boz. So, like, everyone but Nom gathers up around. Well, I don't want to speak for Craig and Roe, but. Yeah, I assumed. Okay. Everybody gathers around the map and sort of, like, stands over it. And um, Spooguber kind of traces his finger and he goes, um, Well, so, we've been sailing for 16 days. Whoa. And. Mm, we've been this far. Starts like sort of sliding his finger across. And if you guys want to go into the Discord and pull up the world maps. Hey, I'm on Discord right now. <laughs> <laughs> and listener, if you're listening and you go, well, but I want to know where the maps are, you can go to BaileyDND.com. Because we have maps there. Was that the Doctor Who soundtrack? I don't know. Oh, that's awesome that it was. That's cool to know. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> So That's awesome that you said yes. Starts tracing his finger along and he goes, Well, if I had to place it, hmm. Ro, would you like to give Shpigoober advantage? Yes, I would. I was makes just thinking check? that. I was like, can I help I with this? I was literally like, wait a minute. So, um, Spigoober looks over it. He pulls out like a small metal instrument for what? What is it? It's not a caliper. What do you a use? A compass. No. <laughs> the, a the thing. The thing uh, that has the, the thing. Where you place one down. That's a yeah. compass. No, I know what you're talking about. Where you put the one thing down and then it goes. Thank you. I, I don't know what that is. He though. pulls out the prepped, the appropriate navigatorial instrument, which if I were a superior DM, I would know. And he just like sort of traces out the distance. And he starts doing some math. And row, you like sort of squat down next to him and start discussing out the details. Oh my goodness, why are you right? What's a geometric compass? Okay, so he pulls out a geometric Map compass, compass. And, starts, and starts measuring out the distance. Why did I doubt you, Abby? And um, <laughs> and um, he starts working things out. And row, it's cool. Um, tell me if you want to flavor it differently, but it's cool because you just you just get it. Like you you sit down and you um. Like, you don't even say, like, hey, should we let me help you? Like, you guys have spent, you've gotten so accustomed to doing navigation together that, like, you just sit down and go right into, like, well, okay, but if we've gone here and here, and you guys start kind of working out the details, and after a couple of minutes of muttering, um, Shibuguru's going to make his check. Sick. And you gave him help so he gets advantage. Oh, that's important. Um, okay, so he got... I also got play, a, I, hold on, before you say it, I also play a little diddly diddly and give him bardic inspiration. Oh, dang. What's that, a D8 for you now? Yeah. Okay. Oh, shoot. Okay. So, Spagoober got a 26. Wow. Yeah, he did. Let's go, Spagoobs. And um, 
he like works everything out, then he reworks the math, and, he, and he's just muttering to himself. He's going, "Yeah, no, okay, but the end of the fact that okay, well, all right, good point, Spagaber, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, all right, uh huh, uh huh." And as he's doing the math, his shoulders are doing a little dance, and he's shimmying, and his little tiny like blonde afro is kind of quivering gently. He goes, "Uh huh, uh huh, all right," and he points. And he goes, okay, if I had to do my math, I'm willing to bet. And he kind of sticks his finger, right? If we had our, like, table table. Um, he sticks his finger sort of, like, half a centimeter up from Zrazgi and, like, a half a centimeter to the right. So further than halfway from straight between Zedge and Biasta. And he goes, I'm willing to bet we're somewhere in the general vicinity of here, given our speed and the impediments by weather and stuff like that. But there's no, there's no islands on the map there? Well, no, but frequently when it comes to world navigation, uh, if, I mean, really, they only put the largest stuff there. So even an itty-bitty tiny island on the world map is typically present for one of two reasons. Either A, it's actually quite large, or B, it's just of a lot of important significance. So over here, he points next to Yaslan, and he says, Alabon is so small, it shouldn't even really be on the map, but it's very important for shipping, so they include it. Stuff like that. Yeah, I think we're just kind of in the middle of nowhere. Okay. DM. Player? Can I say that I... (laughs) Greta is going to do, like, a rough copy of... The world map? No, just, like, a little square where we are. (laughs) Okay. Like, Given um, your sketching ability, that's not hard. Yeah, we'll say that she includes, like... She, what's that thing? Is that Bosch? Uh, oh, Bosch. Bosch. She includes Bosch and Zedge and Drozgi. Oh, key tag. And just that, like... Okay, yeah. So you, like And you kind of make a little... Yeah, and you make yeah. a point of where you would suspect the island to generally be. Yeah. Yeah. So I, like, copy where Shpagoober pointed and... And as you do it, he mentions, and he says, um, I feel pretty confident about the region, but I just want to reiterate it. It's really hard to say exactly where, because this is really big open ocean. No, I totally get it. I was just making a note. No, it's really smart. This is very smart of you. I just don't. I don't know if we'd find it again in the future. I mean, given the tides and the currents, maybe, but also bless you, Craig. But I don't know, maybe, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. All right. Thanks, Spagoober. Uh-huh. And he starts rolling up the map. Anybody else doing anything else? I crawl in the bed and I go to bed. Okay. You, uh, <laughs> like, finagle your way up the uneven, crooked ladder. And it reminds you a little bit of Boz on the way up because it was so poorly made. And you, uh, you just flop into your bunk and, and the hammock can disappear. Nom just keeps whittling. Craig, you do anything or are you going nighty-night? Or you could just chill. Oh, it's not really bedtime necessarily, unless you're, unless you get a senior discount at places. <laughs> I think Craig is gonna sit in his um, his bed. He's gonna write a poem. Okay. He's gonna work on a poem for Boz. Oh, one point of all. I have nothing made yet, but I was thinking yeah. of ideas. Okay. So you pull out your journal and you start scribbling. Um, Craig, how often have you been journaling? Uh, probably like once every four days to a week. Previously, when we talked about how much of your journal you had used, how much did we say? 
have it. Um, yeah, you do. Because you're an excellent my player. Back 49 pages. We're going to say you've gotten to about 68-ish. So. 49 pages? Uh-huh. And you've done more journaling and sketches and stuff like that. So we're going to say you've gotten to about 68 pages used of the 100-page journal. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, you start you start work you start workshopping on a page. And, Craig, you get the feeling, shoot, this could be even better than the cat on the mat. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Uh, so you're just chilling. Grow, what you doing? Um, I go sit next to Tello. Okay, you lock down. He, like, sort of, he do, it's kind of slick. He, like, kicks his legs up off the wall, turns around and twists with his core and just sort of suddenly sits up. <laughs> He's significantly taller than you. He sits and he goes, what's up, short stack? Uh, can I, can I see if I can catch the rock as well as you? Sure. Yeah, just don't let Craig have it. I think I got him putting one in his mouth once. Oh, he, he, he definitely put the sending stone in his mouth. I had to clean I it. I don't... That's, that's, I think we should, like, take him to a cleric. I think it's like a... I think it's like a Austin thing. I think their connection to rocks oh. is, like... It includes the sense of taste, too, maybe? I don't, that's I don't know. That's an uncomfortable level, but fair enough. I wouldn't yeah, judge I his culture. Yeah. Except I, like the way I'm judging it right now. I, so here's the rock. <laughs> And it's like a, it's it's very much like the rock of the island. It's um it's harsh and uh, like it's smooth, but it has very hard angles. It's obtuse, a little uneven in the hand. Ro, even a sharp edge kind Ro of. Ro closes her eyes and throws it up in the air and then tries to catch it. Sure, <laughs> sleight of hand check. I love D and D. That is thirteen. Where do I want to set this DC? I'm, I'm going to say you bonk yourself with the head. Oh, man. So it's just like a... <laughs> and and Ro, there's kind of like a flash of pain. Oh, that didn't feel great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't even take damage, but it doesn't feel good. And uh, Ro, or Tello sort of... <laughs> okay, never good mind. Try. Never mind. <laughs> he hands it to you again. Do you think you could hit Craig from here? Where is Craig? In his bunk? Yeah, and Craig's just like across from you guys. Oh, yeah. He whisper, Tello whispers it to you. Oh, I definitely think I could. So she does it. Hands she throws, yeah. Okay, I rolled a hit. Add your dexterity. Wait, wait. Can Craig... Does Craig see this, and can he grab it before uh, it hits him? With your extremely low passive perception and your focus on your poem, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Dang it. What do you get? Grow. Ooh, that's a dirty 20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely passes. Okay, so Craig, you're, while you're reading, what happens, bro? As you um, huck this rock at him. <laughs> I huck the rock at him, and then I immediately just, like, try to act natural and, like, turn okay. the other way. So, Craig, you're reading your book, and then a rock, like, hits you, and it kind of hurts. And it definitely comes from right in front hey. of you. And Tello, Tello just turns to his left and goes, I, Ro, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh. Jeez. And you tell I'm having my own, that- my... My I, that wasn't I me, tried, Craig. Craig. I'm sorry. Craig, I don't. It wow. wasn't me either. I don't know what. Tello gets you. up Bro. and strides across the room, and he picks up the rock. I'm Wait. sorry about that. You know what, I, Craig? I don't know that she should have this back. You on the rock? Inside check. Yeah. Okay. Deception check. Deception. Oh shoot. That would have been five inside. Did you find Tello's paper by any uh, chance? Insight or deception? It's a seven. Oh shoot! <laughs> Good luck, Craig. <laughs> 
Okay, so it's... Okay, I found it. Okay, I got it. 15. Okay. I mean, it's Tello. It's, you can trust him with his dirty 20. So he just picks Ooh, up the rock and he goes, Tello. I'm sorry, Craig, you do know, you want the rock? Yeah, I do, but um, actually, <laughs> you, can, you can keep it. I probably shouldn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> Micah, use your inspiration. So like, that was so good. Tello slips it in a pocket, he puts a hand on your shoulder, and he goes, I'm proud of you, bud. You're doing good. <laughs> Making progress. Bro, you know how you can make it up to me? You can listen to what I've written. Ah! Tell me if it's good, okay? Craig says confidently and sweetly with, like, a growing lump over his left eye. <laughs> I... I cure wait, wait, wounds. Is it him. is it above the eye that's like no, um, it's above the half closed? Yes. Yeah, so I'm gonna use that. As I leverage. cure wounds you uh, before bro. you even don't realize you it's know? happening. Bro, don't you, you cure know? wounds him? Yeah. So you get up, walk across the room, walk over, and put your hand on him. <laughs> yeah. So, Ro, in the middle of you trying to, like, guilt her, she gets up, walks across the ship, starts no, no, playing no. music, Wait. and slaps a hand No, in. this is what I do. Yep. Yeah, Hold yeah. on, this is what uh -huh. I do. I get up, because I can hear all this, because it's a small ship, and I have 20 passive. So I get up. Ro, he's talking to you. You don't no, need to, okay. like, there's no check necessary. You're having a conversation, you stat monkey. It's, you're, like, Zach, my perception's okay. 20. Yeah, there, he's talking to you. So, so I get up, and I'm like... I'm like, trust me, Craig, and I go up to Craig, and I put my hand on Craig, and I just strum a little, and I'm like, see, Craig, trust me, while I'm strumming a little, I'm like, see, I'll even provide backup music to, for your, you magic I'm even going to do your backup music for you? your poem, and she's strumming as she has one hand on him. Oh, that's so helpful. You're Thank welcome. You. And, and it Ploff has, <laughs> Ploff has wrapped a cloth around the back of her head so that she can't hear. <laughs> And she's just putting her head down, growling to herself as an interaction that I'm sure is very indicative of many sorts of interactions the fun guys have had on the poor bet. And uh, Craig, what do you read? Okay, this is actually something I've written a while ago. Um, uh, it's called Boz versus the World. Um, it says, you grabbed the bark of the tree like you knew it was yours climbed above its leaves and settled to deal with the world. Oh, there was passion in the fire in the flames. The sun met your eyes, but you were not afraid. You said we were only kids when we fell in the dirt, cracked our knees on pavement, voices echoing, this one's got to learn. That's the end. Greta, poked her, Greta has poked her head out of the bed to watch this. Teller just kind of nods and goes, you know, Greg, every once in a while, I forget that you have that in you. Uh, well, this, it is my brain. What's pavement? It does make things sometimes. What's pavement? Oh, shoot. Is it like, is that like a Biasen thing? Uh, fact, do I not know what pavement is? I don't know. Have fun, make Micah. It up, make it up. Have fun, Micah. Okay. Well, it's a type of rock that they use on the ground right. um, that 
it helps with walking. Okay. Uh, basically, it assists and. Does it like move? Um, is it magical? Where like the grass you said it assists there. It. It's not magical. It like assists you to walk. No, no, assists. <laughs> just helps you walk. If and it helps you uh, walk, not be like, is it like snakes hiding? How does, it, how does that do that um, more than like regular rock? rock? Yeah, I feel like, like it sounds magical easy to, to walk me. On rock, it sounds right? like something like, that like you know, it, it walks for you, or it's like another word for like a path. It's it's a description because paths could be um, in nature or in the city, uh -huh. but it's more of a description of the paths of the city. So it's like a street. When you're walking. Like a street. So it's a Biaston word for street, and you told me it's a particular kind of rock that helps people walk. <laughs> it's like I'm serious, Craig. Have you have you like do you see any spots anytime or anything? Because if like I just cured him, he's fine. <laughs> Hello. I'm honestly checking, man. But hey, if if we ever see a pavement, you can let me know, okay? A pavement. A pavement. <laughs> that man, makes really me, that really makes me want a peppermint. <laughs> Sit down. Any other events for the fun guys? Uh, Ro goes up deck uh, in her Lehman's tiny hut and plays and okay. just keeps strumming while she oh. watches the rain because she'd rather watch the rain. Ro, you climb up the ladder and as you, you uh, close the, um, the porthole and as you sit there uh, above deck, it is really nice. The ship is just sort of... Um, not violently, but intensely, rocking up and down. And you can see um, uh, the landscape all around you. You can see the waters getting increasingly dark. They're starting to look more and more gray and black as night uh, creeps its way in. And the dark clouds are getting darker and darker. And the spaces, the strips of lighter hue in between the darker clouds, um, where they're thinner, are even starting to dampen themselves into like sort of the, the gentle tones of night. But shadows nonetheless and the rain is um you're starting to have like a little trouble even picking the rain up out in the darkness except that you can see it uh running and streaking along the edge of the dome and um the uh a little bit of light is still pouring out from the house up the way and the lighthouse is dim uh not rotating and you watch um uh uh wait why is it dim walk over from the house no you said the lighthouse is dim the lighthouse isn't the light going is anymore? Lit. Yeah. When did it go out? Uh, you realized that you didn't sit there and think about it for a second? You didn't see anyone turn it out. Someone must have like turned it out when you guys walked to the ship. Interesting. Um, and uh, when you get out there, um, Randerim is actually on the, the, the dock. And uh, he's got like a, kind of a pole behind him strung over his shoulder and some rope. And in an impression of Daniel's character, um, he sort of nods and goes, um, no. Oh. And he starts like pulling the fishing ship in toward himself with rope a little bit. And he unties it a little bit. And uh, he starts climbing into it. Are, I, uh, where, uh, where are you going? It's, it's getting light. He uh, climbs down to the boat, and so that just his shoulders and head are above the edge, and he goes, I'm going out to fish. There is... No, that's... Insane. I'm going out to fish. There is... Often the largest schools come in when it is uh, turbulent weather at night. We can get good catch. goes a long way. Can I do an insight check to see if he's telling the truth? Yeah. Go ahead and insight check. 
that would be a 16. Well, hold on, because I rolled a 3. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> a simple man gives you a simple answer. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's just going out to fish. Must be something about these waters. The rain kicks up fish. And um, um, how, he just nods and he's... How, oh, long, sorry, how long do you usually go out there for? A while. There's also not much to do around here, so... Wait, what did you say? Uh, sorry, he said, uh, I didn't understand. A while. You. There's not much to do oh, around a here. Oh, a while. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, uh, I guess enjoy your, your fishing. Yeah. He just sort of climbs into the boat, sets down some of his implements. He has a lantern with him that he uh, sort of like dims quite a bit and puts to the side. And uh, just as he starts pushing the boat away from the dock, he pulls out two oars, begins pushing away. And you can not not hear but see at this distance um, as the sound of the waves kind of overtakes his voice um, that he continues to talk, but not to you um, as he just sort of like pushes the boat further out and sails outward. And uh, what do you strum as night kind of sets in? Um, I think Ro is just practicing some different songs and stuff. Um, maybe writing a little bit of music, stuff like that. Um, oh, hiki. And yeah, just really maybe working on some new stuff and like writing it down. Maybe going back and looking a little bit at the bumblebee or bum, it's not bumblebee but at the bee flight melody. of the bumblebee <laughs> yeah the flight of the bumblebee um bee melody. not not playing it just like kind of just looking over it and like just really mm. just studying and working on her craft because she hasn't done it in a hot minute like she plays yeah. her lute every day but she hasn't just like practiced a, a, in a while so she does that for quite a while I love that you're role-playing this that's sick jackie i have a question yeah. When when Ro is writing down songs and like writing down things, is she writing it in her mom's songbook? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Okay, that's it. Ro, as you pull out the book and flip through and strum and practice, uh, Greta, what lulls you to sleep? And I assume you do this for like a couple hours, but correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, Ro. Um, what lulls you to sleep, Greta? And Craig, what you and the rest of the crew enjoy the sonious sound or sound of for a couple hours is um, Ro just strumming away and practicing and it's it's a song a sound that you all are very accustomed to and is very welcome because she's very good and it's beautiful and um, um, she plucks and she strums and even sometimes for 10 or 15 minutes it can be the same tune um, and feel free to correct me or inject whenever you want Jackie but um, uh, you get very accustomed to the tune for long durations and um, uh, there's some some ones you recognize, some ones you don't. Um, some ones that some people recognize that others don't because Ro, <clears throat> Ro has um, songs that correlate to spells that she knows and, and magic and some of her own work, but Ro's also just a very well-experienced bard and she knows 30, 40 different uh, ballads, shanties in her lexicon of music from across the earth in bloom. So she's just generally well-educated and um, it's a very pleasant if muffled sound that sort of washes into the rain and Eventually, uh, Ro, unwittingly, you end up putting a lot of the crew to bed sooner because <laughs> the sound is so pleasant and people start climbing into their bunks and sleeping. And eventually, it, it gets entirely dark outside and um, the light in the house itself also ends up going out. And uh, it's just night and dark. And you, with your keen mind, you feel like it's probably like 9.30, 9.45. 
Jackie, do you play Nifty's lullaby? Yeah, definitely. It's not a lullaby, but... What? It's kind of a lullaby. I said, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> cool. Um, cool. Cool. Is the, are the flowers still on the ship? The flowers are still on the ship. I... They take up about, like, a seventh of the deck now. I think I'm gonna do... No, since it's raining, I'll go ahead and go down into my... At, like, 9, 30, 10, I'll go down and go to sleep. So, Ro, at some point, after, as everything winds down, you just collect your instrument, pick up your book, and you uh, make your way back down the ladder and down to the lower hold. And most everyone's asleep. At this point, um, you can still hear the sound of Nom cutting wood, 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 but it's from inside of her bunk, uh, inside of her hammock, so she must still be awake. And... Um, uh, Bill Free's got his head rested back and he's just watching all the grooves uh, in the walls and watching the emerald reflect the light of the sconces and um, we'll say that Spagoober's awake and he's just still flipping through his book by the light of the one of the sconces and everyone else is asleep. Which Wait, book is it? did I... Go ahead. Um, it's, the, it's the one that he said about the farmers. He really likes his romance books. <laughs> <laughs> Man after my own heart. Um. Uh, blah, 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 blah. What was I saying? Oh, when Ro was still up there, did she? She didn't see the dude come back, did she? No. Okay. And he pushed off in the night and disappeared. Okay. I'm just curious. Um. She just so. looks at Spagoober, kind of nods her head, and says, "I'm gonna go to sleep now, Spagoober." He just smiles and he goes, "Good night." <laughs> good night. You're so Ro. You're so good at your music. I know it's obvious, but. I mean, I'm glad that we brought you along for the journey because you're just you're just a sunflower and you're wonderful and you're pleasant. But I'm also I'm glad we brought you along because you know, even if nothing else, and this is not even the best thing about you, but if nothing else, you just make the the sailing so pleasant, you know. <laughs> I can't imagine sailing without the bar of the game. Oh well, thank you, Spurgeever. I can't imagine. Of course. I can't imagine sailing without our 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 wondrous brave captain. Oh, thank you. I mean, if, if you wouldn't know where you're going, so that wouldn't be any good. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> good night, Spagoober. Good night, bro. Craig, you're raising your hand. Yeah, I just... Oh, I just... to say that. Yeah, I didn't... I just told you you were asleep. You don't have to be sorry. <laughs> Craig was like, excuse me. I don't think you did. Um, I'm going to say that Craig does fall asleep while writing. He falls asleep with the pages against his face Aww. with like fresh ink, and oh. there's like writing. Oh no! Like, like he wakes up and there's just like pen on his face. <laughs> gotcha. And I love um, that. <laughs> what? I love that. Right. It's a good detail. The twenty finerst <laughs> finends, and uh, it becomes the morning <laughs> of the next day. Um, who wakes up finerst? Okay. Greta She's got a needle, so she wins. I feel like Greta um, would because so. she went to bed so early. That makes sense. She also has... <laughs> it's because she's so old, she gets up first. Because <laughs> well, we've no, established in the past bed. that she's also a late riser. Yeah. Um, but I feel like because Greba, she went to bed at seven, like, that would make sense. Well, I'm just not going to disagree with the lady with a needle in her hand, but Griba, you wake up. Is it still raining? Um, you listen for a moment, 
Right no, it's just the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh. For just a second over the sound of the waves, you you can't make out the rain, but then you hear it. It sounds a little bit softer than the day before, but it sounds like it's still raining. Is anybody else awake? Spagoober, he's an incredibly early riser, Craig, and um, the Akal's already up. Um, Craig, they've skipped the workout today. They're kind of taking a little break, and uh, people are munching on breakfast. And Craig never sleeps. He never stops. Okay. <laughs> Craig, do you go up and work out? Um, yeah. Okay, then the Akal's definitely dry. Like, they're, they're taking a morning off, you start going up, and then they act like they're right behind you. So actually, Greta, <laughs> you wake up to a sound of like... And, they're, and Craig and the Akals are clearly wrestling up on the deck above you. Oh. And Tello's starting to stir. Nom is famously the last one awake every day. I'm going to grab like a breakfast sandwich. and. Okay. and you really mix it up and you have the thing you eat every day. <laughs> and uh, you grab your hardtack and dried fish. And uh, suddenly it feels like... Not that you have to go back to the house, but you're just like, man... Anything you're, you're, you feel a strong anticipation of Zedge, where eating anything else would be pretty cool. Yeah. Because when you get there, it will have been a month of the same thing, all the time. I, I'm gonna grab my hardtack sandwich, and I'm gonna make an. I'm gonna grab two. Okay. And I'm gonna go and like. Is Tello on the floor? Yes, and, I like. I know this is a really tiny minutia to zero in on, but you like, uncork the sort of like pressured caps of the uh, of the um, lids of the barrels and you pull out the hardtack and there's this designated knife and Bill Free is so bored that he's made like a little leather um, he's getting he's starting to get a little bit better with leather and he's made like a little leather um, sheath that's like nailed into the side of the barrel so you take out the bread knife and cut out the hardtack and he's he's specified or Ploff has specified angrily before that like you have to do it over the barrel so that the crumbs will get back in there because she hates when they're on the floor yeah. and so you like Ziffa ziffa through each bread part, and you get out the, the cuts of fish, and you put them in there, and uh, you like reseal everything, and you have both of your sandwiches. And Tello is um, uh, Tello shares his bunk with Craig, so they kind of alternate. Um, but since Boz has been gone, he's just been sleeping in Boz's bunk. So you go over to Boz's bunk. So he's like in a hammock. Yeah, he's in a hammock, and his I say bunk, they're all hammocks. How and his legs are hanging out of the side of the hammock. Is it? How high is it up off the ground? They're at a very reasonable height. Uh, anyone could climb into them except for you. So for you, it's at about head height. <laughs> is it row under? Row is underneath. Yeah, with her yeah. plant growth bed. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna reach up and so I have to put my hands above my head. Yeah. So I'm gonna reach up and hand him both sandwiches. <laughs> And then, like, climb into the hammock and, like, he's sitting upright. Well, so as you, like, reach up your arms, his head, like, kind of peeks up. And he's blinking hard and goes, good morning, Greta. He sort of sits up to one side and he takes one of the sandwiches. So he's sitting up? Yeah, now he's sitting up. Okay, so I'm going to, like, lay. So you start to climb in and he just picks you up by an okay. arm and, and you. So I'm going to, like, lay my head down and, like, put my legs on his legs. Okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, 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 like when you're sitting somewhere and you put, yeah. I get what you're saying. You cross your... Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you perpendicularly cross your legs yes. over to his. Yeah. And it like... Where he's fully sitting up in the hammock, you're like... Your head is barely <laughs> up by like kind of halfway of his waist because you're so short. Yeah. Legs cross over his and he goes... Morning. In morning. <laughs> was that in Insidian or were you mocking his accent? Okay. No, that was in uh, Insidian. It's getting better, by the way. I just... I have to copy his accent to do a French no, yeah. accent. He... 
And so he kind of like cocks an eye and then he responds to you in Insinian. And in, in Insinian he says, um, how are we doing today? Eh, it's the same day as it's always been. Um, I w- wanted to stop raining so I can go look at the lighthouse. Ah, uh, that was pretty good. He's telling you all this in Insinian. Mm. But the lighthouse uh, is um, on Dois at the end. Uh, you said toilet house, but it's gross. <laughs> it's gross. She chuckles at that. Okay. And Ro, you wake up to the sound of Greta and Tello having a conversation in Insinian above you. Yes, Kriag? I, I... Craig's still working out. You can be done if you want. I take my loot, like the... the, the neck of it, and I... <laughs> Jab it into the. Ro, you feel you feel, or uh, Greta, you feel a poke on your butt from the loop below. I say in a. Can I make an Insunian accent in common? Yeah, you're starting to learn it. You're starting to pick it up. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say to Ro in an Insunian. Insunian accent. I'm gonna be like, uh, Good morning, Ro. So Ro tries to do. Telosaxon. <laughs> he goes, eh, good morning, uh, baguette, Greta. <laughs> it's about this time that there's a. <clears throat> and Craig, you can be coming down, Doug. Okay, he's gonna like walk straight up to Rose. Also, um, for the record, uh, the Lehman's Tiny Hut definitely went asleep while Rose yeah. was down. So Craig is soaking wet and also a little sweaty. And um, uh, a little bit of dim gray daylight kind of floods in. And it's not raining hard enough that, like, once he opens the portal, like, rain subtly getting to the lower deck. Just, like, kind of droplets are falling through. And Craig, like, boom, 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 down the ladder. And um, uh, Bill Free and Ploff behind him. And they're all, like, like all the veins are popping out on their forearms. <laughs> and they're, like, panting. And their, their is, hair is all plastered. Craig, you're, you're panting pretty hard. You're tired. Is it safe to say that I can smell them? Without question. Ro turns over and looks at all three of them and goes, may I? And she's still kind of sleepy. Bill Free just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Ro whistles. Okay. You guys are cleaned and dried. So, Craig, you walk up to Ro. So, I walk up to Ro, and my my eyes are kind of like big, and I'm like... <laughs> Use your inspiration, <laughs> Micah. 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 Craig. <laughs> Craig, why are you so awake? Bro. Oh. Do you like exercise? Do I like exercises? <laughs> yeah. I mean I love Craig. I I don't know, I'd say I've I've gotten a little bit tougher, but Do you want what? do you want? Do you want Do I exercise? want exercise? <laughs> um what oh, kind no. what kind of exercise, Craig? Because oh. oh, no, I'm no, not no. very strong, we know this. There's no denying it. So, when it comes to exercise, it really helps to have workout yeah. buddies. We are so consistent. I mean, I'm good like, I'm digging this whole play. I, I mean, I like, I can do, like, maybe stamina training or something. Away. What? can show you how to be you strong. You can show though. me? I don't know. Do you see these muscles? And she does this. And it's so, it's a toothpick. She like does like the, yeah. Ro just holds up a completely her, smooth arm. Yeah, literally zero <laughs> definition. <laughs> yeah, oh, Craig. You commit exercising thus in the morning, gaining you know strength 
to match the strength that is within you. You know what, Craig? I I think I I've I've woken up to you guys exercising a lot because you guys are not subtle with yeah. your loudness. That's the yeah. sound of success. Uh, you know what? Ne tomorrow morning, I pledge I will work out with you all. I well, they get it. up pretty early. They get up pretty early, Ro. What you time, have to go to bed at like time, five or six. What time you guys get up? What time is it now? And I wish we had a DM. I know. To tell I wish I, I had the DM to tell me what time it is right now. <laughs> I wish, I, man. man I, wish I wish I had, I had a, a, an overlord man. that oversaw all the times of everything that happened man, I, in this world. Man, I wish I had a DM yeah. Man, I wish I had a DM to tell me when I got up in the morning. And I wish I had a DM what to tell me what DM? time it is right now. DM, what time is it? <laughs> right now, it's. It's 7.45. It's a lazier morning for you guys. It's 7.45. When, when do we normally wake up to work out? You guys get up at about like... So, today, on this later morning, you guys got up at about 6. But typically you guys get up at 5. 5.15, They did an hour and 45 minute workout? Yeah, they... That's they bonkers. Work. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The only one who truly gains strength is dedication consistency and hard work and the two things the two first things sound so similar but they're so different mm. so we get up <laughs> we michael get up what would this campaign be without you get up at yeah. five i can i can show you how to begin and how to okay. start your exercise yeah you journey. know what i'll i'll i mean obviously you'll probably have to modify it a little bit because i can't lift nothing i can't lift anything grass and can work. We but can start I, there. I'll, you know what? Tomorrow morning, <laughs> I vow to work out with you. I'll do it. He, he reaches out his hand, like, really, like, ass, and he's, like, ready to shake your hand, and, like, there's, like, a, like, a certain of, like, um, there's, there's, like, a little bit of a shaky and <laughs> exasperated look to him. Does Ro normally wake up early? Yeah, she does, but she went to bed later than everyone last night, so I feel like she's not as... She doesn't, she wakes up a lot of times before people, but she's not a morning person. Like, she wakes up, okay. but she's like, no one talks to her for a couple hours. So this is weird. Okay. So I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say in, in Unsinian to tell, I'm going to say. I love this. Um, <laughs> how much do you want to bet that she does not work out tomorrow? Uh, well, I would take that bet, but um, I also bet that she doesn't work out. Other okay. I'll make it for the sake of interesting. Let's go three silver. She I don't work. have three silver. <laughs> like a copper man. Let's I go. Let's go a copper that she doesn't last a week. But if you win, I give you three silver. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tiny high five. Tiny high five. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Ro, you can hear them talking and singing. By the side. way, Ro didn't <laughs> shake his hand. She like high fived it and rolled over. No, no, wait, 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 wait. What is what is the princess and the frog? That one thing. Would you shake a Poor man's hand. <laughs> or like, what, what is it? I love that I movie, but I don't the know the reference. The frog. Ah, Sorry. Whatever. Thumbs down. Ro, Thumb, big, 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 to, big, 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 As you big, go to down. high five, Craig, um, you go to like high five it, and your like your hand completely stops at his, and your whole arm shakes, and your joints hurt a little bit, and Craig's hand doesn't move. His massive, dense hand doesn't move at all because you are so weak, and he is so strong. And your shoulder kind of hurts, and then you roll back over. Mm. Um, Jackie, as fun. a note, yeah, as a note, 
this has not happened yet. So if you want to have these moments and roleplay these things, we can. But does Roe make a consistent habit of doing exercise with Craig and the Accals? Like, if we don't talk about it going forward, can I assume that she's doing it? Oh, yeah, yeah. At least at least the next, within like the next week, yeah. Okay. All right. She's going to try to get up and, and do stuff. Like, she's not going to... Roe is a very stubborn, I'm going to prove myself to people. So it's not like oh. she's not going to get up. For sure. She's not going to be like, no, I'm not waking up. Like, she's going to do it. Like, she's going to get up and go up there. It's just, I don't know how well she's going to do. <laughs> okay. Well, if we want to role play this more going forward, we totally can. I'm just making a note of that for myself. I think that'd be um, fun. Just a little DM note. Okay. I think that'd be really fun to role play the first time. I think we should, because that could that could affect things going forward in the future. So okay. Yeah. How? Right, Ro so, dies. Um, <laughs> she's yeah, so she's weak. She dies. Uh, Ro does a push up and explodes. Um, but uh, yeah, so everyone, everyone slowly gathers themselves and rouses for their morning, and eventually everybody's up and everybody has their hard tech sandwiches and um, you know, oh, same man. old, same old. I don't have any job. At some point, at some point, Bill Free just kind of like. Yeah, you know what? Actually, you make that comment, and uh, uh, Bill Free chimes in and goes, "You know, obviously I miss Boz because you know Boz, but yeah. man, I miss those berries." Man, I miss. Those I had berries. I had jam and I gave it to that old man because I was feeling generous. Oh, that was sweet of you, Ro. Good job. No, we're proud that you're a generous person. Good for you, Ro. Yeah, it's growth. It's definitely growth. Um, normally I would have kept that jam It's growing on you, my... isn't it? What's growing on me? You're a little generous, Groth. Eh, don't say that. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell any of my enemies. Got a little generous lump no, on your no, heart. Mm, no, no, just no Spagoober. <laughs> Spagoober secretly actually wrote The Grinch, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Spagoober has an idea about a book. <laughs> Is Ro the Grinch? She's green. She's kind of grinchy. Yes. Whoa. Yeah, without question. <laughs> Let's be honest. She's kind of so grinchy. Already, what's Ari Burby doing? Uh, well, you guys want to go explore that? I think the rain's supposed to clear up I sometime, so you, you guys want to go explore? Do little investigation checks. <laughs> Have you never heard that song? My lighthouse. No, it's not that I hadn't heard it. I just, I just heard. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he didn't hear what you were talking. doing. Tello just sort of sits up and goes, "I'm down to do something." Rose, your mouth not tired, like. <laughs> Whoa, Greta! <laughs> like you whistled, you were whistling. Ro, you were whistling constantly when we were out in the rain. Is that gonna happen again? Uh, probably not, because we're gonna try to be a little more—I don't know—under the radar, right? I think we should just go up to those old guys and ask them if they'll let us in the lighthouse. Well, I don't think it's as raining as, no, as bad as No, I, I changed my mind. We should just go. We should well, just do it. Wait, but the old man, one of... Taylor's climbing up the ladder. Hold on, my dice fell. One second, bros. <gasps> Your dice is felleth. Micah, quick thoughts, go. <laughs> so I was thinking about pie. And I was thinking about how I can't ever get chocolate pie that's dairy-free to be good. It's either at, like way too liquidy or it's like way okay. too clumpy. What are y'all talking you. about? <laughs> it's really gross and I gotta figure Go out what I'm talking about. Go. Go, Jackie. Wait, what was being said? 
Go, was Jackie. That... Go. Oh, I didn't know if it was Craig or not. Go, okay. Jackie. Go, Jackie. <laughs> Go. Go. It's your birthday. Go, Jackie. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your... <laughs> um, well, when I when I was up when I was up top um, last night, the uh, the old man the the well. I don't really like that this nice stuff is wearing off on me. I almost called him a Kefkin, then I stopped myself. Um, <gasps> your little laugh uh, is going low. You're getting nice. The, the tattooed old man, um, he went fishing last night. So I don't know if he's back yet or if he's out or... Uh, I'm going to go check if his boat is there. And I climb up and I go check if his boat is there. A very Teller's smart been standing up there for a moment. Yeah, I go up, up too. Um... Okay. Suddenly everyone's above deck. Um, when you get up there, it is still raining. But it's clearly passing on. Um, there's rain falling around Just the Just like I said it would do, says Ro. Oh my goodness. So the, the, clouds are, the, clouds are, the clouds are starting to pull apart. And there are still, they're like, there's great towers of them now. Um, and they have that, they're taking that quality where like... Um, they're sort of like anvil? pulling apart and what? Do they look like an anvil? No. Like I thought you said evil. <laughs> I thought that was gonna be really funny. <laughs> I thought it was B-O-I-S. I thought is that from is that from Phineas and Ferb? Yeah. So the clouds, they're like um there's like there's holes beginning to form between large sections of them and um like different clouds of different densities are resting over one another so that there's like darker ones and then lighter ones above that so there's there's whites contrasting dark grays and there's great pillars of towers where like there's a flat base and then they turn into these great fluffy like kind of broccoli gas structures going upward yeah. and they're kind of sailing slowly through um, and there's just patches of rain and as the storm is starting to fall apart you can see in the distance where like as the edges of the storm are breaking away you know you can like see rain in the distance falling at an angle in dark sheets it's all still around you guys but far off you can see that and above you um, like sort of patchwork holes of blue from the sky above are starting to shine through so it's still mostly overcast but it's, it's starting to fall apart and the rain is getting the day is progressively warming and you guys are in the low 70s um and uh, you imagine that this would probably actually be a fairly warm locale if it wasn't in the middle of the ocean, so there's constant breeze. And um, uh, the rain is, you know, sort of falling on you. It's, it's a wildly pleasant temperature at this point. It feels so idyllic. And there's a very soft, briny breeze moving by. And um, uh, as patches of sunlight are starting to make their way through the aisle, and there's even some, like, god rays in the distance, um, and uh, so as the gold like sort of bleeds through, um, some of them are like moving over the aisle in sections. So like the rain that falls through those rays looks like kind of like gemstones falling down. And then um, there's just the island has become 10,000 reflective surfaces, glinting light at different angles as all the, you know, uniformly ununiform rocks are glinting light in different directions from their slick surfaces. And um, you can see now uh, what you couldn't see yesterday, just around the kind of base of the lighthouse and the, and the, the home, there, there are, there's a very, very, very small smattering of plants here. They're very small, oh. they're very short, very stubby. Ah, but just around plants? the center, there's a little bit of green. Um, and uh, as you look around, uh, Griba, no boat. What oh, kind of plants? Dang. You could go look at them more closely. But you're at a distance. There's just some green, very Guys, short to the ground. I know I was trying to be all cool and, and asking permission earlier, but I think that we should just go and enter the lighthouse without asking. Oh, um, yeah. 
Say that again, Craig. <laughs> okay. I also, think so too. That's Micah, what I'm thinking. Sometimes if, you, if the mouth, if the mic is closer to your mouth, the sound will go into it more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds exciting. Okay. So what's the party doing? I walk towards the lighthouse. Okay. And I stop to look at the plants. I'm in front and I make sure of it. You what, Craig? I mean, I'm in front and I make sure of it. Okay. If like Greta tries to go in front of me, like I speed up Tello. a little bit. Craig jogs <laughs> up next to you. I start running. No, I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't. Tello, uh, Tello, do, do you think that we should ask? Man, I don't care. Um, and he's already he's already pulling out his like like pins and levers, his pickpocket tools. And uh, okay. Craig, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say. Craig's shoes, like, like he's so dense, that, like he, like he's so dense <laughs> as he's walking through. Because it, isn't it kind of muddy? No, it's all rock. It There's very little soil on the island. Wait, like Rich. there must be soil somewhere because you can see plants growing in tiny little crags between the stones. But it must be, it must be, very small amounts of particulate matter that have gathered from like maybe sailors who have come by, and it's like you can't really see it between all the rock. It's just, it's just, just like hard rock. The only sections with any really good, like, climbing, easily walkable friction are all the, the centers where rock is broken into smaller pieces and crunches underneath your boots. I was going to say that his feet were making suction sounds in the mud. They they still can be. It, it's more quiet, but very small interstitial spaces between the many, like, kind of broken pebbles over which you're walking can still... There's still some amount of, of suction. And the leather seams at the edge of your boot are sort of, like, squishing water out and then absorbing them back. So there's, like, a slight, like... And the your boots yeah. as you walk. And he's like got kind of a he's like kind of walking to a beat in his head, so the squishes and like sounds are like up to like to a beat. As you listen, yes, Craig's walking is very slightly offbeat. It is infuriating, <laughs> and uh, you guys continue up the path, and, and you know it takes forty-five seconds, and you guys are at the lighthouse. And um, as you get closer, uh, Row, first of all, you look down and. Um, the plants growing out of the small spaces between the rocks. Um, they're really cool. They're, um, they're smooth. Um, and all of their, like, they're very, very small. The tallest of them is maybe about an inch and a half high. Um, they're growing in little patches. And for a second, you mistake them for moss. But as you get closer, they look kind of um, succulent almost. Um, but not, like, thick. Very thin. And they have these... Um, dark red little stems, like almost kind of burgundy, but that are covered in these tiny little green, like sort of spaded leaves. But the leaves are slightly kind of like soft and squishy, and um, and uh, they're like kind of smooth and waxy at their surface. And uh, as you like squint your eyes really closely, you can see tiny, like there are, they're covered in flowers, but the flowers are little dots of white all over them. And uh, they're, they're everywhere. And one or two of them have a couple yellow flowers. Have I ever seen this plant? Have, 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 have I make ever a nature check. It's seen a fairly, this plant before? It's a fairly high DC, but make a nature check. Whoa. I love this campaign. Well, that would be 28. Oh Whoa. my go, Jackie. goodness. <laughs> Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding because I have a plus 12 in nature and I rolled a 16. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> Plus twelve and religion. That's that's three off. Like just casually, you almost rolled. You're three away from the highest roll again. That's crazy. Um, Make a concurrent history check. (laughs) 
Also, whenever uh, whenever I give you guys details about world and plants, it would mean the world to me if you wrote them down, because I don't remember what I said. Uh, so, <laughs> just whoever wants to take a note, then you can go back and be like, "Hey, what about this thing?" And I can be like, "Oh yeah, that thing," because I don't remember. That's an eighteen. Okay, sick. Um, this is called uh, Saint Alfarias. So that's Saint, and then A L F A R I A apostrophe S. So, Ro, you know um, from... You know what? This would have been a story that Yenny would have told you. Um, and uh, this is... So, 28. Oh, okay. This is going to get really interesting. So, St. Alfarias is native to... Um, as, as you have heard it, it's from Kefk. And oh. uh, it's, um, it's a very small plant that grows... It's a little flowering plant. Um, that sort of, it's very common at like sea coast areas, uh, at coastal coasts is what they call them, and uh, in very rocky environments. So in good soils, it has trouble growing because it gets outcompeted by about anything. And I'm putting this in like, your terms wouldn't be quite so scientific, but yeah. you would have a, a layman's understanding of them. Its specific niche is that like, it can kind of live where very few other plants can't. And so... Um, it's uh, it's very often found like in rocky, craggulous areas, but um, the moment that like there's any soil and another plant can exist there, it always gets outcompeted because it grows crazy slow, crazy slow. So this patch, this like these two like five to six foot patches that are less than an inch high, and at its highest it gets to about three inches, are probably at least a decade old. It grows wow. very slow. Whoa! Um, but it, it's just stupid hard to kill by environmental effects. So harsh cold harsh heat it can endure it also has a very high salinity tolerance um which is obvious obviously not language yeah Ro would have yeah but um like salt water can straight up cover it for about an hour or two each day and it's okay wow um so like tides can come in and go out and it can sometimes still be all right um but it is called saint alfarias because um there was a priestess um uh from the church of eldath uh, you're not exactly sure what century but um and her name was uh she was she was a cleric saint alferia and um uh she was known for um basically she was from the wilds of sort of an unspecified land some people say hishas some people say forest out in Zedge. some people say um somewhere in unsen you've heard varying information but she was she was essentially a druid um, who uh, joined the Church of Eldath, and um, she had the natural magics of magics of. And you might not. Basically, you would have learned that she was a magical caster, and it is your time with Boz that has taught you that this is these are druidic magics. But you've just heard that she was someone blessed with natural magics that Yalbrin uh, herself had imbued her with um, the magics of nature, and that she later found the Church of Eldath and became her acolyte, and that she went around the world. Um, creating sort of like learning salubrious plants and then providing them to like isolated populations of people who needed healing and stuff. And specifically this plant for which she was most famously named Seth Alfarias is named because, um, it is, uh, is, um, it's a very good disinfectant. Uh, if you like pull up small amounts of its stock, it's very potent. If you pull up small amounts of its stock and grind it up, um, because it, 
Okay, so I'm going to get into the science a little bit here just because yeah. it's cool and I've thought about it. But, Ro, you don't necessarily know this. Yeah. So, basically, because its salinity concentration is so high, um, the waxy, like, substance of its of its layers um, can filter that out. But when it absorbs the saline waters that wash over it quite a bit by ocean spray or waves or mist from the ocean or fog, um, it can absorb that water and it can separate the salts apart. But it can absorb them into these really long acid chains that it stores inside of its body. And when you grind, and it, it uses these as, um, okay, I'm very excited to talk about this. Um, <laughs> it uses these in electron chains in its photosynthesis. And so the, the like salts are used to increase the electroconductivity of the uh, plant itself. You guys don't have to record this part if you don't want to. I don't know. I'll leave that up to you. It's very cool. Though. And um, that basically, it increases the energetic potential of the plant, which helps it survive these really harsh environments. And it can also use these salts um, for when it gets inundated. Uh, it can bind water, like excess water that gets absorbed into the pores of the plants to the salts. And then it can like release them through uh, uh, like sort of like sporaginous surfaces. Is that how a lot um, of succulents work? No. No, I'm okay. making a lot of this up. Okay. This, is, this is a little bit in the science fiction realm. But not. it's it's much more on the psi and much less on the phi. Um, and I don't know. Actually, I guess I know a couple plants that can kind of do stuff similar. But anyway, it's it's very realistic fiction. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know if it's actually possible. And so the what's so helpful about this plant, no one really knows this, is that when you grind it up, um, and you don't need much, it's very potent, potent disinfectant. When you grind it up, um, the paste is very... Is, um, very uh, saline and also very acidic. So it um, like kind of burns a little bit when applied to a wound, but it stimulates tissue to kind of scar over. So it's, it's good for closing wounds just a little bit. And then the high saline content um, like kind of absorbs fluid near a surface. So it, it like basically dehydrates like infections and fungus. And, um, and then on top of that, it has other like chemical components and molecules that uh, um, also help like fight infection and sort of stimulate immune responses. So it's just a really helpful disinfectant. So and, um, would Roe know she that went it's like a disinfectant type thing? Yes. Okay. And importantly, St. Alfarias um, unintentionally has been introduced at ports all around the world. And it could be a really harmful invasive, except it can really only grow in those small craggless areas. So it's an introduced species that has not become a problematic invasive. And... Uh, she went around the world helping people, providing them plants, but she also just went around the world educating sailors, like, hey, like every ship she sailed on and she, she had the information disseminated that whenever you're at a port and you see this plant growing on the rocks nearby, you can pluck it, grind it, save it as a paste, and then when someone on the ship has like a really harmful infection, they can eat the very bitter paste, or if they have a wound, you can apply it to the wound and it'll help, so it'll it, help fight the infection. So it saves? Yeah, apparently when you grind it up, it dries and it lasts for a very long time. So would we say that Craig is Craigulus? I don't want to get into that. I don't. Whoa! <laughs> wait, wait. Another like a serious question, yeah. Zach. Is this um, is this like, a real thing that's in real life, or is this just something that's no, I've made, made up this up? The... Okay. Is it like um, inspired by something in there are, real life? There are adjacents, but this is mostly just me. Goofing around. That's so cool. Why can't we have this in real life? That'd be so great. It reminds me of kind of like how um, aloe vera. Yeah, it's not far off. Or like St. John's Ward or something like it. Which hazel? So, Ro, you look down. Oh, cool. There's that thing. Um, Ro, Ro, how much is there? 
first of all, thank you guys so much for tolerating Dude, me. Uh, no, rambling that's about not things. tolerating. So cool. That was awesome. That's not yeah. tolerating. I wish I could do that all the just time. DM moment to appreciate this party because plenty of parties would be like, yeah, shut up. Where's the combat? So I appreciate <laughs> I you like guys. the mountains. I like the, the grass. I like the fish. I like the. I think it's plants. funny that it's all good. Our favorite roles to get high I numbers like the on are these things. It's like. I got a 28. It's like, yes, I don't care it's, yeah. if I can get a 28 on stabbing. I want to know about the plants. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I want to get a, I want to know everything about the political structures and also everything about the plants. Like, um, so, sorry, what were you saying, Ruff? Uh, how much is, like, how, how big it's, of patch? It's a pretty good amount of it. Pretty good amount of it. And as you start looking around, it's actually, there's four or five patches growing on the island. So you could take, you could take a handful of stalks yeah. and you probably wouldn't hurt it too much. Ro does that. She does take some. Why okay. did you do that, Ro? And then Ro proceeds, if she so yeah. desires, to explain everything I said. Yeah. Can you explain everything you said to Greta? Yes, I do. There's more information in my brain now. <laughs> you tell this to Craig? What? But like Ro, I Greta. You're also there. She can't tell it to Greta and not tell it to you. So, you know, let's. Greta, Greta sees Ro crouching down to to pick up some stuff and she like walks over and crouches down and looks at the plant as well. She picks it up and like starts to put it in her mouth but like looks at you like questioningly. <laughs> She's like, huh? <laughs> yeah? Yeah, yeah. Well, she like, she like looks at, she like, she like puts it towards her mouth and then like raises her eyebrows and questions. <laughs> um, DM, would I know if it's she edible. should? Yeah, okay. I'll tell her. I'll it's just... not, it's not poisonous or harmful. Yeah, it's, it's not like my flowers, Greta. It's, um, I mean, it, there's no need to, for you to eat it, but I mean, I you put can. it in my mouth. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness, Greta, that taste is awful. Ooh. It is. You're sure there are flavors, but you can't taste <laughs> any of it past the bitterness. It is so repulsively bitter. I, I'm, I'm gonna like, oh, ah. I I That's actually pretty good. Been... That is actually pretty good. <laughs> sure, pretty good. sure, Greta, sure. Ro, do you collect an amount of it? Yeah, I do, and I put it in my bag. How much do you take? I'd say like three row handfuls. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, put roll roll uh, a d twenty for me. Okay. Eleven. This cat is so cute. Listener, what you can't see is Maya's just walking around the table right now. She's so adorable. 11. Um, you can put 11 sprigs in your inventory, and you would know that each three sprigs, sprigs is, essentially a, <laughs> is essentially an application. Okay. So you grind up three, and you can use it on like a sizable wound. Cool. Or for like to help fight one infection. Yeah. And if you want to make a note for yourself, um, uh, it can basically, it can just generally aid and stave off infections, but if there is a check, like an immunity check or something, uh, relating to those new Humber checks we have, there's an immunity check relating, for which this plant is appropriate, it will give someone who's had it applied to them a plus one on the check. Wait, what do you mean? So like, if someone needs to make immunity, you remember the, the Oh, if the they need to immunity? make an immunity check, okay. If somebody needs to make an immunity check and you provide them ground up uh, St. Alfaria's, um, and they ingest it or it's applied to a wound, it will give them a plus one on that check. Okay, I understand. So does that have to be consumed, like, before the check? Uh, no. Ro, you collect, you collect your sprigs. Um, 
you all are also standing right next to, so you're standing right next to the home, because the home and lighthouse are directly next to each other. You can hear sounds of Alec stirring inside, but they're very soft and subtle. He must be doing some basic morning routines. And the lighthouse is nearby, oh and God. the oak door is um, glistening with the water that's still, like, sort of gently, um, like, sort of across it. And, um... I just realized that I didn't have to make that sound effect because we're listening to it literally through the pod track. But anyway, and uh, the large iron lock is sitting there over the door. Okay, so we're going to do this. Somebody going to look out for the men um. and... <laughs> <laughs> while, um, while Tello DM, picks it. I'm going to walk around the building. Okay. The lighthouse. All right. I'm going to do a little lappy lap. Just lap. Okay, so yeah. you, you make a lap. Yeah. And um, while you're doing that, Teller turns toward Euro and he goes, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea of a lookout. You're pretty observant. Do you want to... Uh, yeah. To stand guard? Yeah, that works. Okay, Ro, <laughs> give me a perkepkin keck. <laughs> Craig, are you doing anything as they do all this? I would like to look at... We're, we're like... I would like to look at the lock. Okay. Make an investigation check for me. And Teller starts pulling out his tools and preparing... Warms up his fingers. <laughs> so, um... Hey, guess what? We're going to use that inspiration now. Okay. Because I got a nat one. Uh, so what was your Perkepkin Kekra? Ah. Okay, it is... A <laughs> three. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. All right. Is that from Spongebob? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, Craig, what'd you get on your investigate again? Got a two. A two? With the advantage? After rolling a one. Oh, boy. Actually, it was a zero. So, um, I didn't have one. I had a zero. And then you got a two. Wait, how'd you get a zero? A oh, minus okay. one. <laughs> you know what's wild, Craig? That's not even the first time that's happened to you. Um, <laughs> Griba. You... So, we'll, we'll come I back to both of you. That's Graba. Graba. Uh, you start um, crunching your way around the stone, around the lighthouse, and as you walk uh, toward one edge, <laughs> one edge of the island, you can see that on this edge of the island, the cliffs get a little step steeper, which is to say that they rise to like you know seven or eight feet. It's not much, and the waves are just splashing up against one edge. As you crunch your way around, you see um, what you didn't see from the other side is that on the other side of the house, it's the exact same everything you saw, but there is a door on one side of the house, which um, uh, you had. It's not that you hadn't noticed it, but it was just a door on the back. And um, you can see behind it, there's a small retaining wall, like 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 a two-foot-tall stone wall that runs the edge of a very small garden. Um, uh, I wish I could Actually, not very small. It's pretty sizable. I wish I could give him, like, a chicken. It's three by eight feet on each side, and um, it is verdant. I mean, it is filled with plants and there are like wooden supports that like vines are growing up of and you count like at a quick glance like 30 40 different kinds of like fruiting plants and vegetables like it's hardy and some wow. of them are flowering like it's bizarrely thriving for uh, a garden on an island like this and you remember um, Alec briefly mentioning that he had a druidic friend in 
some very olden days of his adventuring and that um, that friend had, had planted this garden for him. Uh, and so it's just flourishing and lovely. And you notice there's also a very small like storage silo, like very small, uh, next to the house um, that there must be like stored fruits in and stuff. Um, but as you walk away all the way around, the lighthouse is just stone all the way around. You don't see anything. You can make an investigation check for something else, specifically if you'd like to, but you just see the lighthouse. A necklace glowing? Um, what is the range on that? I think it's 30 feet. So That's what I'm, I was thinking. I'm just going to preempt. I'm pretty sure. What's it uh, called? Sorry? No, it's on my sheet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, the kitty butt. But glock. She's so fuzzy. <laughs> it's not. It's just not a bad deal to pet a cat while you play. Uh, is this a 5E? No, it's definitely mine. Um, we'll, we'll say it's 30 feet. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's definitely lighting up. But please do check that uh, going forward. And we'll find the details because we do need you to have that. Yeah. But, um, and if you're looking for it, I'm sure it's. I'm sure we can identify which episodes the description's of. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's lighting up for sure. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. And each time you hold it toward the lighthouse, it gets brighter. That's infuriating. Mm-hmm. I'm like for a minute. I'm like turning, like, cause it's on my neck, on my chest. Mm-hmm. So I'm like turning away, like turning away from the lighthouse. I kind of liked the audio of you and like turning, turning away from the mic, talking about. Turning I'm like away. turning away from the lighthouse, and then I'm turning back, and then I'm turning away, like to, and I notice. Yeah, it and it's, it gets dimmer as you point away, and then brighter as you point toward. Okay. I'm gonna. Can I do an investigation for any kind of like irregularities in the stone? Of the lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. the stone of the lighthouse, and then also like. The base of the ground around. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and make that check. Okay, let's also, swing back to the other two checks. It also does that. Hmm. Stone. Hmm. The group is already doing it. But let's go back to you guys. Um, so, Ro, 21 perception check. Yeah. Coast looks very clear. You look out to the waters. You can't see that under him anywhere. He must be really going out somewhere to fish, or maybe to the other side of the aisle. Like, you don't see him anywhere. Um, he must be really out there. And then, um, Kriag, as you study the lock, it appears to be made out of metal. <laughs> uh, wow. Kriga, or What'd you get on your Invadigating uh, 16 16 you big kid um, The stone is very uneven But you don't see much of a pattern in it It just appears to be st- shoddy stonework And there's no windows No windows Okay I just make my way around Wait okay. You walk. Do you walk Wait. all the way back around the perimeter of the house or back around the lighthouse? Because the lighthouse and the home are conjoined. I, I walk around, like, the whole structure. Okay. And I'm looking at the stone in the... Is Tello working on the lock? He hasn't started yet. Okay. He's waiting I, for him to reconvene. I go, I go, wait, Tello. Craig. Yeah, I'm, I haven't started yet. Yep. Craig, you said that... You said that the you saw magic on this thing and that it was... Basically, what colors you said would provide... Wow, that's important information that no one supplied to the guy who's about to pick the lock. <laughs> well, no, that's why I'm telling you now, Tello. Um, you said it was necromancy magic from what your description okay. was. So maybe he shouldn't okay. touch no. that. No. I don't think you should touch it, Tello. No, because I, I actually, uh, actually, I like felt that it was protective magic, that it was protective. Why did you things? say it was green, yeah. then? 
Maybe I'm color. Am I colorblind? <laughs> I might be colorblind actually, because it was definitely protected. You were lying. Magic, you were lying to me, cool. weren't you, Craig? Well, oh, how about we make no, a deception check and an insight check? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, really, by Roach play terms, Roach should just be able to tell that this is a lie, but it's fun. Yeah, this is, that was a... Um, I think that was, that a was an 11 oh for me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that was a 3. Yeah, okay. Three. I mean, it sounded like it sounded like. I was too busy whistling, and I didn't get on that you were lying, Craig. Um... Okay, fine. There was no color, but it was definitely protected. Okay, it was, so I thought that I, I still don't think if I saw colors. And I'm still things, worried though if it's not just a regular lock that Tello shouldn't put his tools to it. Like I feel like if it's magical, you know what I mean. If it's a protective lock and yeah. it's magical. Damn, am I there? As they are having this conversation, oh, no. Greta, odds or evens? Odds. Because Boz is an odd mm. guy and we miss him very okay. much. Aww. As you make your way around the end of the house, making my way. Your eyes <laughs> trace the bottom of the edge and you walk by. And at some point, you walk to the far end of the house and you walk right in front of the bay window at one end of the house. And you look up and Alec is there. Oh, no. Just eating a breakfast of porridge and looks at you through the window. I knock on the door. Okay, so you walk back around. So Greta walks back oh around to the The bay window is on one is on like one end of the house, and the front door is on the other side where oh. your friends were on the same side as the lighthouse. I walk around to the front door and I knock okay. on the door. So Hello. you guys are having this conversation in front of the lock. Uh, Greta walks back around to the house. You guys see her, and then she just walks right up to the front of the house and knocks on the door. Dum, dum, dum. I, I I look at them and I say I say I say. Okay. And so I, Tello I, just nods, slips yeah. the items back in his pocket, and then just walks around to the other side of the lighthouse. I follow. Craig? Okay. Rose. Okay, great. So the three of you walk by. And then Greta, you wait. And you wait. <laughs> and you wait. And then... Ooh. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Mm. <laughs> mm. Do you hungry for porridge? Sure, yeah. All right. I'll make some more porridge. Uh, well, I mean, ah, oh, I feel bad. I... I act... Don't uh, feel like you have to. I had breakfast. your companions. What? Do they need porridge? I don't think so. No. All right. We had breakfast. Um... Has Ron Dillian come back yet? Uh-uh. No, I when I saw... must be fishing at a great distance. Yeah. When I left, his boat was still gone. Um, Sorry. quick question. Yes. Is it okay if we go in the lighthouse? Sorry? <laughs> Is it okay if, if we go into the lighthouse? And you're like, you're right at the threshold of his door, so you're standing outside of the house, and he's standing in, and oh. the rain is still softly falling, and he oh. goes, I would want to go into the lighthouse. I looks like a cool structure. I'm curious about how how that the light works. Is it is it magical? Actually, Greta, make a deception check for me. <laughs> I am curious about how it works. I'll never get tired of players being like, it's not a lie. It's <laughs> an 18. Okay. Give me a moment, ya booger. Come on, Greta. Let me look at this real quick. Okay, let me give a look at it. Oh, dang. You got an 18? Yeah. 
There's no way. Oh, no. Cocks an eye at you and he goes, Oh, no. Nods. He's so yes. old. <laughs> so is Greta. It's perfect. And Greta, you get the feeling he saw through that a bit. And he goes, Absolutely. He turns around and walks back to his counter very slowly. And uh, he sort of opens up a little drawer from the cabinet and pulls out this really large iron black key and closes it. So he walks back over to you. He hands it over and he goes, If your friends would like to join you, they can. Thank you. Uh, I, w- I take it. Okay. Um, I would invite you to our ship for, like, food. That's all right. But all we have is fish it's and hardtack. It's a long walk tack. for an old man. Yeah. Okay, I'll bring this back. And I, I hold up the key. Okay. And he goes, um, they don't need to hide. <laughs> reaches out. <laughs> closes the door. And you so, have the key. DM. Yeah, player. What's up, player? <laughs> did, did he see them? No. You didn't see him see them. But Stinky. Is there, like, he couldn't have seen them through the window? Like, It doesn't face the dog. Stinky, funky little dude. You also don't know if he just read you. I mean, you don't know. Okay. This is your character, right? Not Daniel's? Yeah. Daniel's <laughs> is the one that went fishing. Okay. That's what I thought. I'm just Daniel's sure. went out for fish. Okay. I walk I, I walk around. Like, I follow where the rest of my companion. Okay. Companions. Um, what are what are Craig, Roe, and Tello doing when Greta walks back around with a key in her hand? Dancing. Tello's like, <laughs> no, Tello's, okay, Roe's dancing. Uh, Tello's dancing kind of nervously, like, like, like tapping pressed her himself foot up against like, the wall. <laughs> uh, very, like, cronk, ready to hide. Um, Craig? He is staring very closely to the stone, and he's going to do a stone cunning check. Okay. Uh, question, I'm reading it, and it says, um, history checks on the origin of stonework. You have expertise. What does expertise imply? Double. So, your proficiency uh, is doubled. You double your, per- your proficiency. And also, if you want, oh. you could write that down. No pressure. Well, I did. I, I thought that that's how many times I could do that. Two times. Yeah, if you, if you want to write down what expertise means, you can. Oh, I got you. I got you. That was a nat 20. Whoa! Whoa! Dude, that stone is checked. It is checked to the max. 28. Craig, that's your highest roll ever other than rolls to hit. Let's go, Craig. Let's go, He loves those rocks. Okay, Craig. 28. There's very slight porous nature to the stone. You identified when you first got here that this tiny island was so obtusely shaped and so randomly placed because it's the top of an oceanic mountain and so that in tandem with what you're gathering from the structure of the stone this is the long cooled top of a volcano and the rock on this island should be porous it should be magmatic rock but the weather has worn all this stone smooth and maybe different deposits and some sort of a mineral interaction in the water has also like there's probably another kind of stone here as well but this is like magmatic stone that's uh, made up this structure and all of the all of the really porous stone has just been worn smooth by what must be very 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 long periods of weathering from like wind and waves and storms and um, and you even notice as you peer at it closely that some are more porous than others but yeah it's just a yeah, it's just a structure volcano like 
like, like a dead one. R.I.P. I turned. Oh R.I.P. Turned. Yo, did y'all know that sometimes mountains do an explosive thing? Yeah. Damn, do we know that? Yeah, do we yeah, know definitely. that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that happened in Zedge one time. DM, did that happen in in Frick? No. What is that? No, what's that place called? Ah, Frick. does it start with a D? Freaking Frick. Frick, bro. Ah. Dwarm. Frick, did that man. happen at the creepy uh, the creepy mountain place in Dwarm? Make a rumors check. Oh, rumors. Oh my god. Rumors. I love our custom our custom skills so much. <laughs> Also, quick check-in. If anyone hasn't put custom skills on their sheet, let me know. We'll do that at break. Um, did... D Ro knows about the one in Zed, right? Uh, she knows about the volcano that did not erupt in Zed. I thought there was one that did erupt. In the A south. dragon killed everyone. No, in the south. Oh, shoot! Wow. Man, you really are keen-mind. Yes, like ancient times. Yeah. yeah. Because wow. the city wow. was Dang, built good. in the... yeah. You are so good. Eight nineteen. I remember okay. rolling for it. What was the check for again? Uh, Rumors. The, the, you know the scary mountain? Dwarf, yes, yes. Um, some people say that, but you've heard that magic tore the mountain apart. That's even scarier. <gasps> yeah, honestly. <laughs> Wait, I have my thought. Yeah, Greg, Greg. Eyes. Guys, well, did y'all know? Did y'all know we're standing on a dead volcano right now? Greta jumps. <gasps> Wait, you're there, Greta? Craig. <laughs> yeah, Greta, yeah, Greta has reappeared, and she hey, has a key Greta. in her hand. Oh, you go. Hey, do we know the so word cool. volcano? Craig, that's um, really cool. <laughs> yeah, you see the stone? It's it's like a special stone. It's like a kind of stone. Oh, is that Bavament? Like it's like really ah! old, right? That's DM inspiration for me. Is that is that DM yeah, inspiration? Yeah, that's already? DM inspiration. Okay. Is that the Bavaman? I now have two DM inspirations. Wait, no. How do you have two? Because you guys gave me one last time. Yeah, but that doesn't seem right. That he can. Ha that's no, not that's not how inspiration works. Oopsie poopsie. I think because he's given me double inspiration, so he hasn't ever given me double inspiration. Double and give it to the next person. Double it and <laughs> double it and give it to the next person. Do you want 700 inspirations or do you want to give a double it and give it to the next person? Oh gosh, the TikTok trend. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I want to be the next person. I want to be the next person. What? Okay. Yeah, what? 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 So what? I woke up. Okay, Greta has a key. <laughs> Very confused. Greta, you have a key. What? You got, uh, you got a key there. Is that for the lock? Did you just ask for it? No, I beat him up. Greta. <laughs> and I, I like tell him, beat tell him man. doubles oh over laughing. I, I put my guns out. I, I, I put my guns out. I beating old men up, Greta. They, they kept telling me to pick on someone my own size, so I... Yeah, Greta, he's kind of like your age range. Right? Whoa. Yeah. Did you smell you like that, Greta? That's burn. No. Is he cute? No, it's... I don't know. I turn so around and I walk towards the, the door. Taylor's falling after you. I'm just saying. He's single. That's and, true. And, uh, Greta, you walk up to the lock and you're holding I, the door. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're at the door. I put the key. Okay. Wait, so, wait, no, no, no. Oh, sorry. What was that? What? Craig? 
What's his name again? Alec. Alec Edelsbor. Which Craig sings as Greta walks up and just immediately inserts the key into the lock. I turn around and I, I like I I walk in and I try and close the door and I try and slam it on them. Well, let's back that up a bit. Oh boy! So you pick up the key and you just, (laughs) and as you twist it in the lock, um, the lock like falls down and you guys hear a really loud, like just, I don't know, it's just a loud sound that comes off of it. Off the lock? Off the lock. Like an unnaturally loud sound? Like, (laughs) louder than you would expect. It sounds like someone knocking on metal really hard. Interesting. And then it twists open. And then, Greta, you can, like, pull it up out of the hook that it sits in. It's heavy. It's heavy in your hands. This is like a three-pound lock. And you lift it up. That's a quarter of your uh, size. I'm going to put it in one of my pockets. (laughs) Okay. What? Uh, a magical pocket or a real pocket? A magical pocket. Okay, so you open up the pocket and it just disappears. Greta, with the with the the key inside of it. Yeah. Okay. Greta, are you? Stealing? No, I take the key out. Okay. Are you stealing their lock? No, I'm just putting it there for safekeeping. Lock picking and thieving. We do all of the above. You didn't pick the lock, Craig. Tello wipes <laughs> a tear of pride out of his eyes. <laughs> with the key. I I open the I'm door. I'm still gonna stay okay. with the lock. Mm-hmm. You open it up. Uh, let me go to the right part of my document. Okay. Um, so, inside of the lighthouse, it looks a lot like you'd figure. Um, it's dim inside. Uh, it's a stone floor, smooth cobblestone. Uh, there's a spiraling staircase, which leads up around a corner. Also, hey guys, fun fact that I learned a couple months ago. Did you know that so often in castles, they had spiraling staircases and towers um, that always curved to the... Uh, the direction that the staircase is curved, I think it's always left, so that when enemy soldiers tried to invade castles, the defending soldiers standing higher up on the staircase got to have their shield to the edge of their wall and their right hand with their weapon free, and then soldiers coming up the opposite direction from the staircases had to have, because most people were right-handed, their left arm was up, was stuck up in an, un, an unadvantageous position, and their right arm was close to the wall. So it was hard to hit the soldiers going up, and so they helped defend them. Anyway. I did not especially, know that. Especially in was medieval times. Was that like times. why they did that on purpose? Yeah, didn't know that. Especially in medieval man. times, because it, if, it you changes were, things. if you were left-handed, you were a witch. True. Yeah. Or just really good at invading castles. <laughs> so... Unrelated. There's a spiraling staircase. Very, very, very simple. Is it going very to the left? Shallow steps. Is it going to the left? Uh, <laughs> to, actually, the left yes. to the uh, left. Yes. But to the left. All right. <laughs> to the left. To the okay. Left. All right. Okay. The spiraling staircase reaches up, and there's a couple of um. There. In fact, it's very dim in here because there are there are scont- there are um, torches in the walls set in uh, holds, but none of them are lit right now. But they're Ruh. black and burnt. And uh, they, they smell like they've been lit recently. And a little bit of light is bleeding down the, ter- the staircase. But you assume that that's just because, you know, there must be an open uh, hatch somewhere at the top. And the slayers are very, 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 very slightly slick. Like, not enough for someone to slip on, just damp. Um, because water probably makes its way through the imperfect stonework of the tower. Um, row... Uh, row... Takes... Can Ro reach a torch? Yes. She it's a little embarrassing, the height at which you have to reach up to get it, but you definitely can. Ro grabs it and prestidigitate lights it. Yeah. Yeah, player. Can I 
do an arcana check on the lock. Yes. Wait. You're not proficient in arcana. Do you have to be proficient to make a check? Hmm. What's the check you want to make? What's the check you want to make? I'm suspicious of that sound. Mm. And I want to... You have an impetus. Yeah, okay. Yeah, go ahead and make it. It'll... This might be too high level, and I don't know if I can project this thought onto my character. Um, I'm wanting to check if maybe there's some kind of, like... Spell enchanting or something? No, like, I want to see if there's, like, two layers to this. Like, Conage, not Conage. Yes, more than, like, multiple enchantments. Oh, yeah. Was no? it Conage? Yeah, Conage in the, in the house, inside the house. Oh, okay. You're checking to see if there's an if you all are traveling into an interdimensional space. These these are two different checks. Which one are you wanting? You can make both. Can I make both? Yeah. I'm thinking that what we're seeing is not accurate. Okay. Yeah, we can have two different DCs. Okay. So I'll do the lock first. first. The lock first. Okay. And then I'll come back to what you were doing, uh, Griba. Also, Craig, let me know if you want to do any actions in the meantime. That's a twenty-one. Okay, in the lock, and then what you get on the checking to see if you're in a spoopy place. If you just walked into the TARDIS. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. That is a 18. Okay, alright, okay, alright. 18's not gonna cut it, because that's a pretty yeah. complex spell to check for. 21? Yeah. Okay, and that would make sense with the color that Craig described, so there was, there was probably abjuration on that lock, and you bet that it was enchanted to just be really resilient. Um, so hard to open. And you're willing to bet that basically what happened when you unlocked it is that key must be enchanted with, with a 21, with the knock spell, which is uh, a purely arcane spell that um, when cast, nice. when you, basically, it will open any lock. Oh. The knock spell. But it does so with a very loud, audible knock. That's weird. So this key is enchanted with that locks with the knock spell. So that basically, that lock's not made to be opened. So Tella could have picked and picked and picked with his lock picks, and it would not have come open. But the key enchanted with the knock spell is made to open it. So the key doesn't actually unlock it. The key uh. is just magical. So you have an unlockable lock. Well, you know, intended to be magically yeah. unlockable lock. Yeah. Maybe it can be destroyed, disenchanted, who knows, right? But an unlockable lock and a key that is specifically designed to unlock that lock. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Okay. As you think about that and you pull it back out, you notice that the key has... There's actually not any pieces at the end of it. It's just a tube. How did I notice that? And you look over it a little more closely, there's some glyphs on it. So, huh. basically... Heck yeah. I mean, if, if you have a keyhole that's too small, you couldn't put it in. But any key, any lock that it could fit into, it could unlock. That's so cool. Yeah. Whoa. Um... <laughs> Bless you, child. Um, <laughs> uh, Krieg, you want to do anything? Krieg, what do you want, Krieg? Yeah, I want to walk in with Greta. Okay, so you with everyone else are inside, as everyone has been. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, like, I want to follow where she goes. Okay, so in the same space that uh, everyone else is standing in. Okay, Aww. you're flanking her. I want to be there. I don't know if I, would you mind, like, um, Abby, if I'm, like, ahead of you? Kind of like 
almost in a protective way of like if anything is coming or like if there's anything that we haven't that we don't foresee that like Craig make a perception check for me for possible dangers and traps or nim 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 nims uh sleepy DM alert never it's a 15 you don't see anything but you are observant and watching um (laughs) uh grob as you light up your torch and the light fills the room also have you guys closed the door behind you or is it open? Take outside. Uh, I didn't say close, we it. close it. I, I say haven't we closed close it. it. Okay, so road closed it behind you guys. I mean, there's no closing sound. It is just pulled to. Um, like, there's no, like, locking Make mechanism. Closing sound. Okay. There's no locking closing mechanism. It's just time. pulled closed. All right. So, as you light the torch. Hey, that was good, um, Jackie. Hey, look at that. Um, the space is I'm a bard. In, like, in a, a warm golden color. And I realize I always use bathed. It's washed over, suffused with a golden color, and um, you can make out more detail in the space. And it is it is just imperfect stone everywhere, and the light sort of picks up more um, gleaming refractions between them and the stairwell that moves upward. I want to inspect the ground and see if there's any, like, I'm looking for trap doors and ways to go under. Make an investigation good kick. Can I, can I <laughs> say that I assist? Because I'm hel- I'm like holding the light closer. Maybe I don't need it. Absolutely can. That's the help action, dude. Let's go, players. You said it. assist, so I get advantage. Yeah, that's well. That's help. That's the help action. Because <laughs> oh, I'm know. like, oh, she's looking for stuff. I'll help with the light. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got twenty-four. Um, Teller's walked halfway up the staircase and it's just kind of peering up. <laughs> and the space, there. I mean, you're just in a lighthouse, but Tello's like kind of subconsciously put a hand on a knife hilt as he looks upward. And Craig, you're checking for traps. Um, as you all look down and you trace your fingers along the floor, Ro is holding the light over and helping the point. And Ro, or Greta, you trace your fingers along and you don't see anything, but you're so carefully running your fingers along that as they bump a stone, one of the large stones on the floor like very slightly lifts. And, like, I pull it. Okay, you, you wrap your fingers around, pull it up. Um, could you give me a... Uh, well, okay. You lift the stone up. As you pick it up, there is metal underneath. A metal square. A trap door on the floor. And over it, there is a glyphic series of overlapping concentric geometric shapes with arcane symbols of various types and varying sizes between them. Magic awareness. I would like. Ooh, can I do an arcana? Can I get? Can I do an arcana check? To see can I make an arcana, arcana check? Make an arcana check. Yeah, I also make. Magic awareness, mm-hmm. please. Okay, so Craig, you like sort of, you like sense the weight of the orb in your pocket, and you reach your mind outward, and <laughs> you sense stuff, and uh, you hear old in your in your head say, mm, a really interesting, funny line, and then as your awareness reaches outward, um, the door is warded abjurationally. This is another it's another impediment. Is there a keyhole? You, you don't see anything. You said, it's just a flat door with You said trap door. How big is this? Like the size it's enough for someone to it's fit about, in? It's about a foot a foot and a half of square feet. So oh, okay. most most people could fit in pretty easily. Or maybe two feet. Maybe two feet. Okay. So most people could slip in. I got um, an eighteen on my Arcana check. Okay. Griba? I got a seven. Mm. Bro, that's DC 18. Wait, serious? Exactly. 
Yeah, for real. Let's go, Ro. Oh, my heck. Uh... <laughs> This is this is a glyphic series. Oh shoot! Okay, this is what's called an a, a matching abjurational glyph. So if you can basically, in mathy magicy terms, these are abjurational symbols, and if you can match their inverse symbols, and trace them through the air and pronounce pronounce their correct names and incantations in abjurational um, uh, in abjurational um, words of evocative power whatever your spellcasting implement is like basically if you can get the right magical passcode of geometries and symbols and mutterings you can speak and create in illusory light like a passcode for this door and it will unlock this glyph and the door will lift and with that high what of a check what did you call it again? Uh, this is a matching abjurational glyph unless I said something different and uh, Ro yeah. With an 18, you perceive what the correct combination would be. I... Can I... Would I know, like... Because I'm a little... A you know little everything I just told you. No, I know, but, like... Because I'm not, like, a wizard, right? Would I know if I could actually do it? Does that make sense? Like... If I say it... It would be tough for someone who wasn't a bard okay. because you understand the translations between okay. um, how musical notes can be made to yes. evoke these okay. same structures and numbers and orders and all this Okay, stuff. I just wanted to make sure that I was like understanding you correctly. Okay. So I, <laughs> I tell Greta, I look at Greta and tell her what I figured out. Greta, and then, you get told. And then I say, should I try it? Greta? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, actually, do you think we should just check out, like, the top of the lighthouse first before we go down? Hey, Tello. Tello's halfway up and he goes, uh-huh. Uh, we found, we found a trap door and, and I figured out a oh, magical crap. password for it. Should I, should I open it? Tello, what do you think? And our lives are crazy. <laughs> I looked up here, it's a lighthouse. It's, all, it's only a lighthouse? There's nothing up there? I mean, it looks like it. Okay. Okay, yeah, uh, I say we go in. You know what? Let's do it. I'm feeling adventurous today, Greta. And Ro attempts to recite what she thinks she knows. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you play out the chords on the lute as you would assume that it would be structured, and you sing the proper notes and speak. Like, you basically sing out the words. And do you know that scene in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe where Mr. Tumnus is trying to trap Lucy in the song that plays there? Ah. Yeah. It sounds a great bit like that. It's very, oh. like, uh-huh. pan-fluty and haunting. And as you sing out the, like, kind of soft, undulating tunes... Um, these symbols appear in the air and they're like a pale white and then they sort of like appear and then um, all the symbols on the door light up and then both disappear and the hatch lifts slightly and then just I lifts is there a itself ladder? up I, and below I, is a staircase I put my torch towards it to see better okay uh, Ro, you oh staircase Hold the torch down, and it bathes uh, a stone staircase going straight down. How far can we? How far can we see? It looks like, well, it's at a pretty steep angle, so you see about twenty feet, and then it keeps going. Guys, if we I go down this staircase and find another barred dragon, everyone owes <laughs> me a 
platinum. This is true. <laughs> Greta's already going down. Do we know? <laughs> Never mind. Greta has stopped. Well, I, I like I start walking down and then I turn around and I I'm like, hey Greta. guys, um, don't close the door or like maybe put a uh, rock so that we about, can prop the door open. How about well, Greta, uh, how about would you like me to go in front of you? No, I I think that I should do that. Somebody I mean, needs um, to put a rock. Craig okay, Tella has already picked up a rock and started putting it like sliding in between the space. Okay, and goes, thank you, Tella. I'm gonna walk well, in. Guys, okay, so I Craig, think you take point. Yeah, but it was it was after <laughs> it was magic. I feel like. So Craig, you're walking down. Greta, are you walking down behind him? No, you can keep talking, bro. Just everyone else can also take their action. So Craig, you're trying just, to walk down. Greta, I are you think, behind? I yeah. think someone yeah. with, with an ability to shield magic might should be in front. I mean, you can walk with Tello us, goes, but I think How about they do like everyone one better? How about they stand at the top of the staircase, propping it open with my foot? If you need me, you call. Yeah, that's probably... You don't want to see what's at the bottom of this really creepy staircase? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> and he pulls out his crossbow Greta and loads laughs. it, and he goes, uh, if the old man comes, I'm not going to shoot him. Okay, perfect, Tello. No, do don't shoot him. <laughs> yep, that's what they said. No, I was going to And you guys are walking down the staircase. Yeah. So you guys pretty, <laughs> you guys proceed down the stairwell, and it ends very quickly. Thirty feet down, it opens up into a room. What does it look like? Is it? Do you guys walk down? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you we guys keep walk walking. into. You guys <laughs> walk into a sizable stone room. It is perfectly smooth and well kept, if a tad dusty. The room is almost a perfect, a perfect rectangular prism. And has lateral walls, walls. Okay, lateral walls extending exactly 15 feet in length. Uh, a series of unlit sconces rest in iron fixtures of laced cylindrical design at inward lowering angles from the walls. The room is otherwise filled with unexpected, arcane accoutrement, packed snugly into the space. A broad metal table of some uncommon metal. Um, Craig, could you give me an intelligence check? Let's go, let's go, Craig. And I'll tell you what, it's metal. It's metal working, you're identifying a metal, so I want to add, I want you to add your proficiency bonus. Um, that would be... Ba -da -ba -ba. <laughs> <laughs> this is intelligence, mm -hmm. I am looking, I have a negative one, so that would be 13. A bit rich for your blood. This is a rare metal, you're not familiar, but it's this like kind of really dark blue shiny metal uh, and even kind of silvery and it's this broad eight foot wide table okay um, it stands on simple legs which appear to be bolted to the floor the table is entirely simple in design it's a deep blue black silvery color wait is it, it electrum? hard corners and sharp edges um, various scorch marks and burns lightly mar its seamless surface and but the smooth weather metal seems unaffected and unmarred so there's like burn marks and scorches on it but it's not dented or harmed in any way. A series we'll of iron cabinets... <laughs> a series of iron cabinets hold various magic-looking metal instruments, metal parts for machinations, carved uh, crystal instruments, and vials full of colored liquids stand in racks on shelves. These implements are each separated according to their type by shelves, the vials and their contents standing in ornate metal cradles on a shelf above a series of metal gears, plates, hammers, tongs, and blades, but there appears to be no clear organization beyond this. A large metal cabinet, floor to ceiling in height on, against one wall, stands, oh, stands against the leftmost wall, iron and dark and imposing. 
A heavy lock rests on an iron chain binding the cabinet. And let me check what other essential details there. Uh, there's also an iron forge and a smithy's stool standing on one side of the room with an array of iron metal working tools. Um, Craig, you recognize, uh, like smithing tools. Metal shavings and coal dust lay about the floor next to the long dead fire, and billows rest idly by. An outbound chimney rests within a stone hood above the fire pit. So you don't know where this would run, because you didn't see one anymore. Um, leading to an unknown exit in the wall. In the center of the floor lies 16 geometric shapes. These shapes range uh, from the simplicity of triangles to the many sides of dodecagons, with a series of overlapping and overlaying circles. Mm. Open spaces lie at regular intervals between these circles, and small traces of wax and various forms of alchemical dust lie about the open space. In the far corner of the room are three concentric geometric shapes, a circle, a hexagon, and another circle. These circles are carved into the stone floor and are inlaid with melted silver. The space in between them is inlaid with a reflective light crimson gemstone, which, Craig, I'll just say you go ahead and know is red quartz. And more than 30 different arcane glyphs and insignias have been carved into this gemstone in symmetrical patterns laying within each shape. Ro, you instantly recognize this to be a receiving teleportation circle. Which you can also instantly memorize. Is there any kind of text? Like, any writing anywhere or text on the walls or books or paper? First, uh, two uh, two little little baby things. Ro is gonna <laughs> press to digitate the the torches on the wall. Okay. Um, and then uh, can I do an? In- I think it would be an investigation check to see like, does it look like anything in here? Oh, has- let's let's pick some different music, by the way. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Continue, Ro. Does it seem like? anyone's like been here or does it look like no one's been here in a while like make it make an investigation check okay that would be i promise we're wrapping up soon michael that would be okay a 19 yeah bro um the coals are cool there's the slightest hue of temperature to them, and you recognize that some of the ash hasn't settled at the edge of some of the billo- uh, some of the forge, um, and some of the instruments laying down in the edges of the of the um, forge are still a little warm. And uh, you also recognize as you walk around the space that there are um, there are shuffled like boot prints and some of the dust on the ground. You hear from up at the stairs. Tello kind of goes, "What'd you get? Are you dead? You find anything?" Uh, it's just a big room. Tello, it's like a workshop. It's a. I'm propping up with the rock, and he walks down the stairs. Tello, it's a teleportation circle. Okay, all right. Whoa. And someone's um, been here recently. How recently? Well, I I don't know, but I mean. I mean, Ro, you'd guess somewhere okay. in the last couple of days. I mean, recently, like really. Or maybe recently. more recent with the forge. Hard to tell. I mean, like, the footprints, all that. Like, it could have been in the past 24 hours or a day. This is intense. What is all this There's no text or paper or scrolls anywhere? You don't see anything. Is the table... Investigate. Would Ro know if the table's Electrum? Uh, It is not Electrum. Okay. It is a metal you are not familiar with. Well, you can give me a... Give me an intelligence check. 
bother. DC 18. No bother. Oh, bother. That's sad. Bother. I rolled a two, so that is a six. <laughs> mm, sorry about that. Rose no, like Craig, are you metal. Doing in space? <laughs> you don't need to be. I'm just checking. Um, you don't need to. I was going to do this thing. Okay. I think I'm good. I think I'm just looking around. Is there any... Am... Oh, sorry, Abby. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. No, you I was ahead. just wondering if there's any... I know Abby already said, is there any writing? But is there, like, anything that would... Um, that would uh, signify Kefkin empires. You don't see anything anywhere. Okay. With your passive perception, you don't you don't pick anything up. Okay. I'm gonna walk over to the the cabinet that's locked. Okay. And I'm gonna unlock it. Okay. Uh, do you have any tools with which to do that? I'm gonna use the key. Okay. So you pull out the key, you hold it up, and you recognize that the hole is a little too small. And you get the feeling that that was intentional. Is my necklace Hello. glowing? Hmm? Is my necklace glowing? Yeah, the whole space lights it up. Wait, can Craig still see stuff? How long does that last? I still sense. Uh, is it 10 minutes, Craig? Minute? An hour? Uh, Days, weeks, months, years? <laughs> it's 20 years. Because it ends with my turn. <laughs> What'd you say, Craig? What I have written down is that it ends with my turn. Okay, so it's like a pulse. <laughs> yeah, so that's fun. not it's not going on for long. Um, Tello walks up and goes, "Do you need skill lands?" Please. Wait, but oh, what wait, if wait. it's wait? Wait, wait, Tello. What if it's magical? He stops right before putting it. That's sort of a good point. And he steps back. How do we deal with that? We need to make sure it's not like going to hurt you if you attempt to open it. Mm-hmm. How do we oh, do that? Oh, oh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll cast you know, identify on it. One time, a wise cleric once told me about a spell called Detect Magic. He just he just slips a hand on your on your oh. shoulder. And goes, I'm sorry, bud. Um, Ro, you pull out your uh, your uh, loot and you play the um, necessary implements for identify, and uh, magic flows off of it. And as it wraps around the lock, you recognize that it is enchanted um, with uh, evocation. Um, Failure to proper, or actually conjuration, excuse me. Failure to properly unlock this would uh, result in toxic gas being sprayed outward. What kind of toxic gas? <laughs> the toxic kind. <laughs> the one that's bad for um, your lungsy wungsies and your nosy wosy. Tello, I would not. That's my name. Tello, Tello. Um, if you if you try to open that, it's gonna be it's gonna be toxic gas for all of us. So you might step oh, away. Oh, right. What's a gas? <laughs> okay, well, and he backs up. Um, it's at this time uh, that you guys hear a um, <coughs> and you guys turn around and as you've all gathered around the, ca- on the around the cabinet standing at the back of the room is the old man I like is standing there and he's just kind of got his little um, his little guys it's a cane he's just standing <laughs> there like, the cane. What? and he goes <laughs> guys <clears throat> what have you all found here insight does he know that it's here <laughs> Uh, yeah, and you don't need insight. Okay. It's his lighthouse. Okay, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, Greta doesn't know. Make an insight check for me. We'll call it DC five. Yeah, he might not have known it was what if there. He fails? Oh he I rolled a five. Known. You rolled a five, man. I wish I made uh, a DC with, six. With, with with my modifier, it's ten. But okay. Uh, you know, with the high. And he's just uh, he's just kind of looking around. And Tello kind of looks kind of sheepish. Mm. What have you all found here? I tried the key. 
That's too big. <laughs> it is. Did you make this? Do you think I did? Yes. Is that Craig? Does Craig say that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just kind of, he looks toward Craig. His movements are still slow. But Craig, you notice there's the slightest increase in liveliness in his, mm. like, he kind of perks up a little bit and he winks at you and he goes, Probably. Who are you? Who do you think I am? Really, really good. Are you a wizard? <laughs> he gets kind of like a turtle smile and he lifts up his staff. He just, on the stone. And there's this, Oh no. And then suddenly standing in front of you no. is a human man who is also very old. Um, he's a, why did you just pick up a knife? <laughs> I um, already had it in my hand. I've been wait, lending wait, wait, Abby wait. this pocket knife to do sewing with, and she just picked up a pocket knife when I said that. Wait, it was I have open real, and I closed it. I have a question real quick before you before you move on. Okay. What yeah. was he, I refresh my memory, was he a human man? Like when we were seeing him earlier? Yes. Okay, he was so human. He, he looks like he's human. going from a human man to a human man. Okay. But this human man looks different. Okay. Um, he also looks very old, but different. Um, he's about six inches taller than Alec. Um, he's got sort of like, uh, it appears to be like kind of, you have trouble actually face, like placing ethnicity just off of tone of the skin because it looks like it could have been white, but it is so, so, so tanned and sun-warmed that like, and it's covered in like sunspots and, um, there's kind of like a uh, like uh, loose neck, and he has long, tall features. He looks kind of um, maybe like ethnically uh, Kefkin, maybe. And he has a long nose that droops and hooks quite a bit, and he has long, long, long gray hair. I'm talking about Gandalf, but way less elegant. <laughs> like stringy and wiry and not particularly well kept with a lot of like dark gray black strands as well. And... Um, he has these uh, kind of dark brown eyes. His eyebrows are wild. Uh, they go, they're huge and they puff everywhere. He has a stupid big beard, but again, not elegant like Gandalf. It goes out wider than it goes long and there's huge long uh, black and gray streaks through it. And he has, um, he has kind of like low cheeks. Um, it's kind of like if you took Dwight's face and stretched it out. Um, and uh, kind of like sallow features, not... Not unattractive, but also not anything to speak of either. And they've been very worn by age. His nose has gotten a little bit bulbous at the end. His ears droop a bit long. Um, he's very kind of like lanky, but not particularly tall. Uh, he's maybe like five, seven. Uh, and he's just got on like a very, very basic, like hempen, like shirt and pants. And he's barefoot. And um, Was he barefoot? He just kind of smiles. Uh, <laughs> no, not before. Before he was wearing boots. And he just says... Um, what does the what does the cane look like now? Uh, same, exact same, hmm. just a wooden stick. And he goes, um, well, I'm Nifty the Chaos Mage, <laughs> and that's where we'll end episode seventy-seven. Listeners, if you enjoyed this episode, our Patreon uh, has a number of affordable intro options um, with all sorts of interesting bonus content. We have a series of unique one-shots there, third watches where we discuss our episodes. Um, Abby's going to cry for a little bit, so we'll come back to this. And um, uh, we have all sorts of interesting bonus content there. Leave a review if you like the episode as my players recover. And, um, I'm sweating! 
remember that life is an incredible adventure and you're an important part of it. Uh, we'll see you next time. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Happy, are you crying?